You are about to witness history in the making. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Pop Culture Gamers podcast. This is show number 155. I'm Hayden, and I'm here as always with Steve. Steve, welcome back. Cheers. <laughs> How have you been? Not bad, not bad. Um, busy as usual with work and everything else, and in between that, you slot your games in. Um, where else have we been up to? Finally got to um, record the Exodus podcast with Film 89 that went live a few days ago. Um, haven't watched much TV, although I've been watching a little bit, a little bit of MasterChef with the missus because we sort of always watch that. Um, and I've not been in the mood to watch anything of any sort of shape or size at the moment, which, you know, that you want to dive into. So when we get to movies, TV, when we get to movies and that, I don't. I think there's one movie we'll talk about, and you'll hate it. Um, right. I know you will. The whole world will know you will. Um, other than that, what else? Um, oh yeah, I picked this up because it's been sitting on my radar for quite a while, and I have got now. Oh, the Wicker Man. It's a five-disc box set. Wow. Um, all. All three different versions, all in 4K. Comes nicely open, you see, like that, like that. Oh, very nice. And then there's some nice postcards from the island. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really nice. I've been, I've been seeing that there for donkeys on Amazon, but I'll be able to pick it up. Just handy. And being, now we're leading up to Halloween. And this arrived. Oh, I've two. got that one. Yeah, I've got that one. This one, anthology number two, this turned up last week from Scared. Oh, it's number Bones. two, sorry, I thought it was a Yeah, no, 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 no. This is a new one, yeah. So this one here, which I've got in a um, blue and white vinyl, this has Halloween 3, some more Step from New York, a bit more Big Trouble in China, some more of They Live, Salt Creek 13, Halloween 2, Halloween 3. It has, it has the, um, the three thing... Um, lost cues as well on here mm-hmm. and some other themes from the other movies as well but yeah it's a nice one this one it's just it's just been released over the last week so that's cool and yeah that's about it really not too much gaming of course has been a bit hectic we'll chat about that um yeah i haven't played destiny for about a month my God, shares in... Uh, they must have dipped big time, you know? The company <laughs> will be going bankrupt. <laughs> <coughs> so, um, how about you, Let me sit my whiskey and you can tell me about what you've been getting up to, pal. Uh, where do I start? So... Happy anniversary, la- by the way. Can you start there? Uh, sorry, what was that? Happy anniversary, by the way. 
Oh, right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 20 years. So two, two consecutive life sentences, in other words. Mm. <laughs> That's as long as I've been with my company. Wifey, well, I've been with them 22 years, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20 years of being married. So, and it all happened on that day because not only was it 20 years married, mm. it was uh, on the same day, I uh, also had my last governor's meeting. So, um, oh, yeah, because you were quitting that, weren't you? Uh, yeah, just because uh, it was uh, conflicts of interest, or it was starting to become a conflict of interest with my mm. day job, which is obviously safeguarding children and the stuff that I do with schools. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, although I'm still a governor at the, the school until next month, um, you know, I'm stepping down effectively because, and that's the end of my term of office. Right. So I've done four years there, uh, but I've been obviously a school governor for what eleven years, twelve years, something like that. Okay. Um, and then I also started my new role, which is uh, I'm a parish councillor. <laughs> is so, that like the guy? Is that like the guy in Dad's Army? No, 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 no. no I'm uh, basically. Um, you know, it's like the parish council's what looks after the village mm -hmm. uh, sort of thing. And we, you know, there's obviously funding for the village and stuff like that. And, you know, it's about talking about very, you know, any problems people have in the village, um, you know, like stuff about roadworks and stuff like that, uh, dog poo and, you Church know. Group. Group no, 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 that's, that, that'd be the diocese. Oh, okay. Um, although, you know, diocese can say to the parish council, have you got any spare money? Sort of oh, brass at the minute, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I've uh, taken over that. I was uh, asked if I would like to join the parish council. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, well, yeah, go on then. Might as well, seeing as I've stepped that, down of doing the other. Is that uh, going to take a bit of time off you at all in any shape or form? Nowhere near as much as being a school governor. So you still get your thousand game scorer a month, a month easy then, I'm sure. Uh, I think it was like close to ten thousand last month. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a bit of a quick, bit of a quiet month last month. Uh, so yeah, done. So done that. Um, what else have been doing? Um, yeah, so I did my back in, so I couldn't go to a conference at London mm -hmm. last week. Uh, which is a shame because I was really looking forward uh, to it because it's a charity I work with called the Marie Collins Foundation and uh, it was about online abuse of children and young people. Um, I was really looking forward to that. Uh, last year I met somebody from a charity in uh, the Ukraine and uh, got them to come and um, talk to, you know, I, I deliver a monthly masterclass to professionals in North Yorkshire and mm. I got got her to talk about um, children and young people coming over from the Ukraine because of the war okay. and you know treat dealing with kids with trauma and stuff like that uh, which was incredibly useful uh, so yeah you know you get to do you know you, you get to meet lots of different interesting people but unfortunately I, I couldn't uh, couldn't do it um, so uh, my line manager went instead so I'm Looking forward to hearing what uh, what she uh, saw there and heard there. Mm -hmm. um, picked up 
the latest big release this week. What for, sir? <laughs> no, no, because that's officially released next week. You're on I know. People keep, thinking, people think I just did it just to be early, but I'll explain that later. Yeah, you did it to be early, we know. <laughs> and you always buy the ultimate pack as well. I do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it happens to have five days early, so, you know, win-win. Yeah. So, uh, done that, I've been releasing, I've been seemingly being demented with releasing YouTube videos, uh, but mm. it's been paying off because uh, we've had, I know it's still pathetically small growth in comparison to, you know, like someone like Mr Beast would get these amount of, you know, followers in a second uh but we're eight off our next milestone now mm -hmm. uh so you know that that's not bad considering it's only been about a month um in oh, terms okay. of that that you know growth from 200 to 250 um so yeah uh my son laughs at uh, the very few followers that we actually have subscribed on youtube so if you're <laughs> not if you are watching this then click on that that subscribe button down there just just that big red one press that um, if you can't and, blind we'll make it yeah we'll, we'll give it a different yeah color it's the it. one that says subscribe click that and then click the click the bell icon as well then you'll get notified of these great videos as well because stuff's going up daily at the moment mm, it is um so yeah and i've got some quite uh, interesting ones i've got um uh, I'll, we'll talk a bit more about it later on, but obviously one of the games have been playing the quarry. Um, mm. Yeah, and I also I downloaded the uh, Robocop uh, Rogue City demo mm. and had a go on that, and that's quite good, actually. I mean, it, it's not optimised yet, but, you know, uh, it's a demo, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's never going to be perfect, but we'll talk no. about that uh, later on. Um, and then... Finally, this week, can't believe it's already round here, uh, I'm off to the big smoke. I'm going to London because I am going to EGX. Mm. So, it's been a long time since I last went there, I must admit. Yeah, well, it's uh, actually a school uh, teacher training day. Um, so my son's off as well. So we're both mm. going together. I was originally going on my own. Um, was it, is it the doctor's time, is it, in London? I can't, I, I can't remember, to be honest. I just thought, oh, yeah, OK, we'll go there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, quite looking forward to uh, to getting there. Um, so, yeah, it should be fun, I think. Uh, what else? Yeah, that yeah, that's about it. Just looking forward to getting to London, actually, because I haven't been for a, about a year, well, a year, actually. Um, mm. So yeah, I like I like going down to London a couple of times a year if I can, but um the last decade obviously not got that down that that often, but uh, my previous job was going down every other week. So that was handy, wasn't it? But obviously, you know. Yeah. You know, what's been going on in the last few years. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um so yeah, that's uh that's about me, really. So yeah. Oh, Okay, so uh, I think that's the intros to, uh, done. So shall we go on to gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. All right, Steve. So I haven't put any news in because, to be honest, I haven't been keeping my ear to the news. News. So. Um, 
you one picked thing up I, anything? Did it, the only thing I, had, I do know about, that I saw it as a headline, is that the um, Bethesda acquisition should be finalised by Friday the 13th. <laughs> That's an auspicious day. <laughs> it is, isn't it, eh? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get to see what happens about that. But, um, yeah, news-wise, I haven't heard too much, really, at the moment. You know, only the gaming news, obviously, there's a lot more games coming out at the moment. Everyone's reviewing them. Um, yeah. You know, some people are still, well, trying to review Star Starfield. You've got to complete it first, and you've got to be, you know. So there's ongoing reviews at the moment, you know, a few thoughts about sport as well. And um, Cyberpunk. Cool. Yeah, I must admit, I'm just not bothered about Cyberpunk, to be honest class game you are missing out there because you do like rpg so you know i do but i didn't enjoy cyberpunk last time and i know that it's been updated and stuff like that but i don't know it's just there's something about the universe that just didn't really appeal to me that much it's that blade runner style isn't it you know it's um must be a you would have thought that'd been appealing for you to be fair I to be honest, I kind of like feel like if it is Blade Runner style, if you want to call it like that, it's sort of like a poor man's Blade Runner. Well, no, I mean, it, it ain't Blade Runner, but it's it's that sort of cyber world, isn't it? So um, yeah, we'll talk about that a bit later when I get onto it. Okay. Uh, do you want to do the charts? Okay, doke. All right. So bear with me as I have to scroll these because the PC is having a bit of a mess. So Forza Motorsport on PC and Xbox. We have got little Gator games on all platforms, except for Nintendo. Better Quest 3, October the 10th. We have got Roboblox on the PS4. Roblox. Roblox. Yeah. That's a, that's a kid's one. It's a free... Well, yeah. it's supposed to be a free thing. Mm. Mm. Wildcard Football on all platforms, October the 10th. We've got The Front on the PC. Funkai um, Star Rail on the PS5. We have got Total War. Pharaoh on the PC, Copy of Heroes Collection on the Switch, Haunted House on all platforms, The Grinch Christmas Adventure, why too early, October 13th, Lords of the Fallen on the PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X, Transformers Earthspark Expedition on all platforms, SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shape on PS5 and Xbox Series X, Cyber Knights Flashpoint on PC, January 4th Season of Blood, is that the new is that the new season? New season, yeah. Yeah. Um, all platforms. Sonic Superstars, again, all platforms. This is October 17th. Alskin Road Truckers, PC, October 18th. Uh, the seventh the seventh guest VR on PC VR Quest and PVSR2 on October 19th. Agatha Christie Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. That'd be interesting. On all platforms. Airport Sim on the PC, Chaos on Wheels on the PC, Endless Dungeon on all platforms except for the Nintendo, uh, Forgive Me Father 2 on the PC October 19th, Gangs of Sherwood PC, PS5 and Xbox Series X, The Gap on all platforms except for the um, Nintendo Boys, The Jackbox Party Pack 10, um, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, Operation Valor on the PC on the 19th, October 20th, we've got Marvel Spider-Man 2, which I'm sure a lot of people will be looking forward to, and also Super Mario Brothers Wonder on the 
Which I'll tell you. Yeah, my son's really looking forward to uh, Super Mario Bros. Hmm. And I think a lot of people that, that you know from the obviously PlayStation side will be looking forward to Spider Man too. Um, he's not bothered about that, but that's the one that I'm uh, waiting, you know, chomping mm. at a bit to get hold of, basically. I think that's uh, going to be their biggest game of the of the month, isn't it? Of the last couple of months, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. Do you know Game Pass? Have you been looking into that or is that blank? Uh, that's just blank. Um, although, you know, obviously because it, we're at the 8th as we record this, <clears> it's <throat> kind of a bit passive. People want to know what's on it. They've already have got it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I do think uh, PS Plus uh, uh, had good games this month, didn't they? don't know. You, can, you should be able to tell me that. Um, just uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, one second. Yeah, there was the Callisto Protocol, which <clears throat> is uh, the sort of offshoot of uh, Dead Space, isn't it? Oh, okay. Um, Farming Simulator 2022, and Weird West, which I don't know what that is, but that sounds rather odd, doesn't it? Yeah, but uh, the Callisto Protocol, I think, is a good, mm. a good one to get. I haven't played much of it. I did buy it, but you know, it's one I've uh, sort of bought and have not got back around to. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, in that case, said Steve, what have you been playing this week? Oh, this last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks. So, should we start with Starfield? Yeah. So, I've completed the story on Starfield. And How long moved... did that take? Um, 100 and something hours. So, you've put the timing on it then? Oh, God, yeah. Um, the thing is, I haven't... So, as you know, there's so many different quests and there's different... Um, sort of groups you can get involved with, uh, you know, throughout the galaxy. So I didn't do too many of those because I thought I can carry on doing those with, with a new game plan. Um, <clears throat> I do like the way the story works. Obviously, it's a bit, bit unfair at the moment to say what, how it works, how it ends, but I'm sure people, plenty of people might well know, or we all know that new game class comes in and you lose all that good stuff you've, all, you've had, all the money and all the ships and everything else. But so people are on new, new Game Plus 10, 15, 20. Um, I can see how they're doing it, which I, I don't really want to give away that at the moment. But I must say that the story I thought was really good. Um, I think the only annoying part of, of, of Starfield is when you're collecting your powers, which I think by now I think we can at least say about that. Because at the end of the day, you're looking for temples and you go in, you get inside a temple and you've got cut these orbs and this thing spins and you go inside it and you get your power and it all goes pretty lovely and flash bang whatever um so that's a little bit that's a bit repetitive but nevertheless i did enjoy the story i did try because there's two ways you can go for the story i did both to see if it was two achievements but it wasn't <laughs> um <clears throat> but um yeah I, i've gone into new game plus um, I've gone back to Constellation. I can 
because we because you have the um this, what you what the conversation were after uh, originally when you start playing the game and that sits in the middle of their room doesn't it you remember seeing that when you when you're in there the first time well that now sits in my shit for reasons why i won't explain um so much i could say i can't really but um it's yeah it's not it sits on my ship at the moment um i've gone back to constellation new game plus nobody knows who i am that's all i'm going to say although my wife said to me do i recognize you <laughs> so hey ho uh, but there's reasons for that which i can't really i don't really want to explain i think i'm sure some bits on facebook and everywhere else um yeah it's, it's it was very clever and the way new game plus works i get it people don't really maybe understand that but i do understand that they're trying to <clears throat> give you that second playthrough and yeah it's it's very different on how that works especially when you get the cool starship spaceship as well you get with it as well um and then early early next year we'll have the um dlc should we call it dlc or expansion expansion Right, I didn't, that, know, I didn't know they were doing an expansion on it. Yeah, there's, it was already, it's already in the works. Um, but yeah, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't want to, as much as I've done 125 hours or whatever it is now, with all the other games coming out, I thought, well, I'm going to just take a step back. I can carry on playing the game. I can go and do different, different things there and work with it, you know, to my heart's content. But just I, th I didn't want to burn out too much, as much as say 125 hours or so. It probably could be burnt out for some people. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward to going back in New Game Plus to, to just do some more. You know, it's a shame that obviously you won't get very far with it, will you? To be fair, no, I don't think I will. No, so you probably did about two hours, I think, wasn't it? Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah, and, and that's about all that I have done with it as well. Mm. Um, so I did do, uh, you know, like a recording of the first hour mm. or so, and uh, I didn't get much further than that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's very clever. Um, Bethesda have confirmed that they are doing another Fallout 5, which will fit in somewhere, I suppose, after Sky, after the latest Skyrim Elder Scrolls. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look forward to the new DLC. But in the meantime, after I've, I've got through the other games, I'll probably then go back to it and, and do some more. But for now, I've, I've, I think it was well worth what, what I didn't pay for it. Mm. And we'll move on from there with it, really. It's a shame that you can I know your your game you're going to talk about in a bit. That's your your Bethesda-style game, shall I say, what you'll be talking about. It. Yeah, you, yeah. You've I, got I'm, your own... <clears throat> yeah, I, I go more for the Ubisoft sort of games rather than the Bethesda. Yeah, I haven't played a, I haven't played a Bethesda, a, a um, Ubisoft game for some time now, mm. so I skipped Valhalla anyway. Um, but yeah, to be no, honest, you, you weren't missing much on Valhalla. It was too long and too yeah. complicated. To, you know, the the skill tree on Valhalla was a joke. It was mm. utterly utterly ridiculous it was massively long way yeah. way way too long um and <clears throat> the progression in valhalla i just think was tortuous and i kind of felt i got to a point in valhalla 
where I couldn't actually progress anymore because either um, I emptied the areas or everything, everybody was so overpowered compared to where I was, I couldn't kill them. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. And I ju that just sort of like made me give up on it. You know, I completed the uh, the actual um, uh, Val, you know, uh, Valhalla sort of bit where you were supposed to be one of the gods. I think you were supposed mm. to be Thor in it. Um, but then I went back, you know, to my settlement and I was just a normal person again. And it, yeah. I just thought, I can't be bothered with this. But I do keep thinking maybe I should go back to Valhalla. Mm. But then I think, well, there's some other Assassin's Creed's before that that I haven't completed before, like Syndicate, like Rogue, and uh, yeah. like Liberation. So, you mm. know, I've started those. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that, really, you know, because um, you've played some of the Ubisoft games. You, I mean, you've played um, probably a couple back. You've played it two or three times, haven't you? Uh, I've I've uh, hundred percented on achievements and mm. completed the story on Odyssey twice, mm. and I'm on the third playthrough. And this is a PC version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's um, you know, it's what we like. We're, we're not all the same at the end of the day. We can be to a certain degree. We're all gamers, but we all like our, our games differently, and we all we sort of all digest them differently as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, the next game, let's, let's talk about Forza. So, this is being released, I think, next so early next week, isn't it? Tuesday. Tuesday. So, like what you could do with with um, on Game Pass with Starfield. You could buy the premium pack attached to the download and you could get it early. However, not realizing now that it's been six years since the last Forza, I couldn't couldn't believe that. Every Forza I've bought, I've always had the VIP pass. I, th I think we should qualify through it's been six years since the last, last Forza Motorsport. Yeah, exactly. Forza no, Horizon. No, no, I'm not talking about, no, I'm going to say Forza Motorsport. The last one was six years ago. Because it um, was, they were hot, uh, hopscotch in each other, weren't they? It was like you'd have one motorsport one to one horizon and then it'd yeah. swap back. And then it just obviously thought uh, with a new console and everything else coming out that they pulled back and concentrated on, on what we've got now. Um, yeah. So what we've got then, so we have 20 tracks this time. And they're built from the ground up this time. There's a few new ones we haven't had before. What's nice is that we've got Maple Valley back, which is one of the original Forza um, tracks of old. Yeah. And that's just absolutely gorgeous. We have full dynamic time of day and weather, living crowds and tracks with the rubber in and reaction for temperature changes. And they've really gone to town in it. And I just can't believe how good this looks. Um, it's a Nürburgring, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. Every, it's every year, yeah. I could actually, if you want, because I've got it on my, um, got it alongside me, <clears throat> I can tell you what all the tracks are. So if I go into the free play, which is which what I have been doing just for a couple of 
recording some videos and bits and pieces. Um, I'm going to, so I go back, so you've got the um, Catalonia circuit in Barcelona, you've got the, um, you've got the Spa Franchamps, which is the um, Formula One track, you've got Eagle Rock Speedway, you've got Grand Oak Raceway, you've got Japanese circuit, Hack One, you've got the Homestead Miami Speedway track, you've got Indianapolis Motor Speedway track, you've got the um, the uh, Kailama Grand Prix circuit, you've got the Le Mans circuit, Blame Rock Park, Echo Valley of course, Mid-Iho Sports Car course, you've got the Jello circuit, you've got the Nuremberg ring, which includes obviously the um, 17 miles of, of running around with a car of your own. You've got Road America, Silverstone Race circuit, Suzuka, you've got the Virgin International Raceway, uh, Watkins Glen International, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Sec, and that's about it. So, plenty of tracks there to, to get into. And presumably they've got reversed versions of the tracks as well. Yeah, because you have, obviously, the main track would be broken into smaller tracks as well. So you can do it like that. Um, yeah. 500 cars, I think they weren't concentrating too much on that because they want to concentrate more on how the game plays. But yeah, even though they said they were going to cut it short, 500 cars, I think maybe something similar to the last time, I can't remember. Mm. Um, the game's pretty interesting because this this time now, you're earning a level with yourself playing the game. And also you're earning levels with the car you're, you're driving. So as you drive a car within the game on a track, you will level it up. As you level it up, they will give you parts, which you can then add on to your, your vehicle as you get points as well. So you get that sort of progression throughout the game. Um, the VIP obviously gives you a, a few hundred, uh, sorry, gives you a few more different types of cars that you wouldn't get in the standard, but then again, quite a few people like to, to do that. Um, I started with the Builders Cup career mode, up he gently puts you into the car, you go around and do a few tracks on the, um, with the um, getting to know it and then doing the race. It's pretty standard stuff, but it just looks so good. I cannot get over how much I could, I, if I had the time when I'm not racing, but it's just to pull over and look at what I'm looking at. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty outstanding. And what they're going to be doing is they'll be adding tracks throughout the year and giving more cars as well. So this is a game that's going to be set for some time to be with us. It will be, I imagine, quite a few years we'll be playing it. Yeah. The online multiplayer is back as well. Um, so I, I do like giving that a go occasionally. Especially if you can get your own team together to do it, you can do it yourself. Are your driver tasks there as well? They are, but they don't have the name of other cars anymore. All right, OK. But when you see the race, when you get to the podium point, it will tell you who they are. And so, yeah, that, that still works as well. Um, also... So I'm not going to be cursing your name when, I, when you cut me off no, and not the side of the run. <laughs> no, it's funny. You know, when you, when you go up against... You know, like you like to drift a car to get around a bend sometimes? Yeah. There's now sparks coming up the vehicle. 
it looks really bright sparks. So they really have gone into a bit of detail. I do, I, I do know when I've looked at it, the weather effects and that, it looks absolutely incredible. It looks almost photorealistic. Oh, it does. The reflections you get off the vehicles are just incredible. It really are. Um, it's just something, it's something to wonder and how much effort they put into it. So from the video spec side of things, you've got three types of graphics you can play with. So you've got performance RT, which I normally run, which is visuals at maximum 4K with ray tracing at 30 frames per second. Um, 30 FPS. Sorry, yeah, so I'll start again. So yeah, so if I just go to the other one there. So performance, which is recommended, that, prior, that prioritizes uh, 60 frames per second on a track performance with 4K resolution. Performance RT enables a track ray tracing at 60 frames per second with variable resolution. And then you've got visuals, which is a maximum of 4K visual quality on the track with ray tracing at 30 frames per second. So there isn't a 120 megahertz mode? There will be on the PC, I'm sure. Obviously, that's a different scenario. <coughs> well, the, the uh, Xbox can output to that, can't it? Yeah, so obviously they do they do actually um, like to give it its common denominator with, when you're playing these games. Um, but to be honest, I play it with Performance RT. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I will try the others actually just to see what it actually difference is. But yeah, no, because you're going so fast, I mean, 60 frames is, is, is fine. 30 frames is probably even just as fine anyway. Um, especially when you're getting as old as your eye now. You Speak for yourself, mate. I can tell the difference. <laughs> no, that's only because you're on PC. <laughs> well, all of the elite gamers are on PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible game. I think when people get their hands on it on, on Tuesday next week, they'll be looking forward to it. It's just it's so, so good. Um, aim for yourself just to download it. Oh, I'll be downloading it and playing it, yeah. And we might be able to, you know, might be able to pop on there and do our own own multiplayer race or something, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy with it. It is stunning. Um, they got a couple of new cars, which are, which are the um, headliners for this, with the Cadillac Racing V Series R, and the two 2024 Chevrolet Cuvette E-Ray as well. Mm which you can drive as well. So yeah, really pleased with that, that game. It's, it's a long time coming. I mean, I don't mind Forza Horizon. There's something about racing on racetracks, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's more of a simulation in terms of motorsport, whereas Horizon is more arcadey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it'd be interesting. There are a few videos there if you want to watch on trying to compare it to Gran Turismo. Well, any, anybody who will be watching will be seeing the videos that you've been doing anyway, Steve, because I've oh, overlaid yeah. them over you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're watching a podcast, you can see it. But if you're not watching a podcast, come over and subscribe. But uh, yeah, I did do it because obviously I was trying to swap to different um, views and stuff like that. So occasionally I might be another vehicle. That wasn't yeah. intentional. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I've got quite a few achievements already on that game now. I've got I've got. A good, a good ten or twelve, I think, so far. Yeah. Yeah, good um, stuff. So yeah, so the third game, as I say, we talked about earlier. So 
Cyberpunk 2027. So if you weren't aware or you do live under a rock, they've now got a patch 2.01. And they were iron, it was 2.0, but they've just tweaked it a bit more now. Um, and they have been tweaking it so much now. I've, how gorgeous this looks. I mean, even on a, apparently on a PC, it's amazing. Um, for someone like yourself to look at this, you would be, out, you know, probably jaw dropping. So <clears throat> looking into this and with obviously with the new, um, the Phantom DLC, we're going to call it the expansion, Phantom Liberty. I was looking at the best way to play the game. So I've already played it once and completed it. I started a second playthrough as a different start because you've got three different scenarios to play the game. So I thought, well, let me start from scratch. I think that's what I'll do. So apparently it's better to do a game from scratch to appreciate all the new hard work that's gone into the game with the patch. And I've literally, at the point I've come to now, is where the, the expansion just suddenly kicked in. So for those that have played the game before, there's a mission where with V, whether it's a he or a she, depending on how you've been playing the game, you have to go to a church and you see the voodoo boys and you're trying to find out what happened to Evelyn Parker. So as soon as that mission is over, you can go straight into the DLC, which I've, I've started to do. So in terms of this new DLC, mm. is it it's down it's an offshoot of the main story then? It's not like a separate standalone no, um, they, sort of chapter. No, because in the map it sits in the map anyway. Right. So the Badlands where where it all happens, that it sits on on the map as you see it now. Now I was thinking like, you know, Red Dead uh Redemption, Redemption. with the zombies. Yeah, was sort of like it was on the map, but it was it was it was a complete offshoot. No, I think once you, I think, Phantom Liberty. I think the I'm getting guessing it'd be interesting. If anyone that hasn't got the um, DLC that you can probably still go to the Badlands. Yeah, I'm guessing, but probably can't maybe do the story. Um, obviously, we've got Edris Elba is in this this time, and I will say that. This is not really a spoiler because it's right at the very beginning. When I first meet up, when I get a phone call from this songbird, whoever she is, and she takes over Jenna Reeves' space in your head because she's dealing with some some stuff to do with the President of the United States. Right. So literally, I've literally just got to start it. Um, it is a great game. I know a lot of people fell foul with the game when it originally came out. And obviously with the PlayStation 5, they took it off the market and then on the, on the store, giving people refunds. But it's such a cracking game now. It's well worth your time. If you've already picked it up and never went back, it's to even purchase the DLC yeah. and um, give, it a, give it a good start from scratch with that. Um, couple of things I noticed, funnily enough, just yesterday when I was playing it, I was, I was riding a motorbike and I parked up on the road, but you had the heat haze and the smoke coming out of the vehicle, out the, out the back of the bike. And that was never there before, I'm very sure of it. And mm. I was watching the cars that were sitting at the sets of traffic lights. You all got smoke coming out of the cars. 
just little things like that I noticed. Um, be interested to see if some of these details, because I don't know if is patch two available for Xbox One and uh, PS4. Probably, I don't think so. No. Um, because it. <clears throat> so the Phantom Liberty is out for PC, PlayStation Five, and Series X. But Phantom Liberty is not the patch, is it? That's the DLC. That's the DLC, yeah. Um, but I've, uh, I'm guessing version two point zero. I don't know how far it got, if it whether it is on that or not, if it can take it. I don't really yeah. know. Because uh, I wouldn't um, have thought those systems would have been um, strong enough to be able to support all of that level of detail. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, the um, there were some issues with the expansions on the updates and the size, um, where it was bigger on the Xbox and smaller on the PC. Um, and there were some issues originally with when you load up the game, it would tell you to re-download the game and also the also yeah. the DLC. But that had been fixed anyway, I think, from what I've heard hearing. Uh, patch two is not coming to the PS4 or Xbox One. No, it probably couldn't run it. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, no. There's, there's. If you go to CD Projekt Red's website and go to the game, you can see all the patches and what they've done to the game there. Yeah. Um, but it's thoroughly good looking. Um, hopefully, from what you see when I'm here yeah, rambling on, you'll see some footage. Um, and what I will do maybe next week is then get get into a bit of the D, the DLC and see where that takes me because um, it is a fantastic game. I mean, as much as it is for me for this and Ubisoft for you, uh, you could spend hours in this game. Really can. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't like to say between this and Starfield. I mean, two different games completely. One's been much older than the other um but yeah no there's some great stuff in this game and just just what they how they got it working now it's just fantastic really really good mm -hmm. but yeah you would have i think it's even much better on pc obviously you're running on really high spec there yeah and it's just dropped it gorgeous you know well, but I might uh, download it and check it out and just see yeah. how patch two uh, looks. You never know, it might reignite my uh, excitement for the game. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you, obviously we're talking free now, but when you have a look at some of the footage, I'll give you a load of videos you can download off me and you can have a look. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've played the game now. I'm on my third playthrough, even though I didn't complete the second playthrough as much. Um, I haven't got a problem. I don't think there'll be any more DLC after this. They'll be, they'll be going on to the second version of the game for a number two from here onwards, I think. I would have thought which would be next, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know, but I know they, they, they want to do a, a second game to this. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, it depends on what else is going on. But yeah, fantastic game. Also, one note is as well, if you played the game and you're halfway through, because of the way the systems work, you will get all your perks given back to you. So all the points you earn. So it gives you a bit of a boost to the beginning of the game. Well, no. So if I like, I was halfway through the game and I had I earned about twenty eight perks on the skill trees. Because of the way in the complexity of how it works, they give them back to you to re, re add them. Right. And you can take it on and off as much as you want and change what character you play. Whether you want to play more, playing into hacking more as an edge runner or something, 
or you want to do that and they get me more technical or do you know what I mean you can there's different builds and ways you can play the game mm. so uh yeah fantastic yeah good stuff cool um also i think also it also gives you i've not seen it on netflix there's a um edge runner cartoon anime style oh uh yeah and uh, that's yeah. all interlinked with it as well yeah that was uh, released a little while ago now wasn't it a few months back yeah yeah so so yeah very good Okay, I've bored you enough now. How about yourself? Well, I um, just carry on drinking. Uh, right, so for me, um, the big release for me has been Assassin's Creed Mirage um, because, well, you know, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. I've loved, uh, loved the franchise for years since it was released. Uh, so I ended up picking up the PS4 version. And you might think, why did you pick up the PS4 version? Why not the PC version? Why not the uh, Xbox version? And the answer is, well, there's a couple of answers. First off, the PC version always seems to be the poor cousin in terms of it gets the port mm. and that it has the problems. And there have been some people who have been saying that the PC version has problems with the combat. Mm -hmm. uh, Xbox didn't get it on there because they have a deal with Ubisoft for Game Pass, so I'm quite sure I'll probably get it for free at some point. Mm. Uh, so there's no point in buying it. Um, and then I got it on the PS4 because you get the free upgrade to PS5 and the achievement or the trophies are separate, so I get double the amount of trophies. Silly me. Yeah, so there was a lot of To be fair, without me looking at my notes, I would have thought I would, my question would have been I'm sure you can upgrade for free from PS4 to PS5. Yes, you can. Yeah. Was there a difference in price between the two? Uh, no. Okay, so it didn't make any difference anyway then. No, I, I, other than the fact that I get double lot of the trophy. So effectively speaking, I get another reason to play it again. Mm. Um, so I'm actually playing through on the PS4 version of the game. Mm. and just on the PS4 version it looks absolutely beautiful I mean all of the Assassin's <coughs> Creed games in the recent years have looked absolutely beautiful with the exception of Valhalla and that was because, just because it made England look sort of like overgrown and mucky mm. uh, whereas you know um, all of the ones that are, tend to be in you know the you know, sort of areas like Baghdad or wherever, Egypt, those sort of countries, they always look a lot cleaner uh, than this, the, the ones that have been in England for some reason. We, we just seem to be a bit, they, they seem to be portrayed a bit grimy, uh, but the game looks absolutely beautiful. Which, um, which version did you buy? Uh, the Lodge version. Uh, so that's not the, with all the extra bits then? Yeah, it is. The deluxe edition was it? Is that what we call it now? Uh, no, this was a large version, so I got a map and stuff like that in it. Mm. Um, Just based on the Xbox to see what what editions they have. Yeah. So it's only five a difference because actually it's not bad price. Would you no. Pay, and what time? What did you pay on the PlayStation? 
Uh, I the version I bought it for was thirty six quid. Okay, but I so, I bought it from an online retailer hmm. um, rather than buying a digital version. So mine's a physical copy. Right. Okay. Um, otherwise, I think it's about forty five quid. Well, looking here, it's yeah, it's um, the standard edition for the X, the Series X, is forty four ninety nine. Yeah, and the Deluxe edition, which comes with uh, Mirage Deluxe Pack, the Art of Assassin's Creed, Mirage Digital All Art Book and Soundtrack, at forty nine ninety nine. Mm. And to be fair, like I did with you know the um, past did with Porter, I paid it with Microsoft points the bulk of it basically, because I've been really hammering. I've got another twenty five pound ready to ready to cash in. So maybe a little later I might pick up Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I would because it is actually, um, it, it's quite, even though it was originally going to be DLC for Valhalla, mm. um, this is Assassin's Creed going back to basics a little. Um, and so I preferred, the, I preferred the first, the original and the trilogy. Yeah. I think were the best games. I think actually, Assassin's Creed 2 as well was a class game as well. Yeah. I mean, to me, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood uh, and Odyssey and then Origins are the, my sort of like order. Well, yeah, the, the ones I think are all of the best ones. Hmm. Um, although I would say I probably like Odyssey an awful lot, but it's it's uh, it's less assassin because, you, you know, you uh, you don't have the brotherhood and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, in I mean, the game. I did, I did, see, I enjoyed the one in Paris or wherever that, in France. Yeah, uh, Unity. And also the one in England. I did, I did enjoy that as well. Syndicate. Mm. Yeah. And I've got and I've got or Valhalla, whichever one you mean. <laughs> you meant, yeah, well, Valhalla is the only one I don't own. I own everything else. Yeah, yeah. I presumed know. you meant Syndicate when you said uh, England. Yeah. So. Um, why why you might like this one is because obviously Assassin's Creed has become um, a very typical Ubisoft game in the uh, thing of you add more of the same stuff and people will like it better sort of mentality. Mm. So more find quests, more map, more whatever. And that tends to be or has been for a few years now the Ubisoft uh sort of ethos which is just you know keep adding extra bits to to the game and not to do with the main campaign and doing all these side quests mm. and people have got a bit overwhelmed with them i think that was the case with especially um with valhalla yeah and even with odyssey probably and the one before that they probably were quite dense on the map. well i mean odyssey was uh what was it about Six, Sixty hours, I think, to complete the main campaign for me, yeah, that, and then remind me. So Odyssey was the Egyptian one. No, no, that was Origins. Origins. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Odyssey, Odyssey was the one where you were either Cassandra or Alexius. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, in this new game, you play Basim, who was one of the characters on Valhalla. Okay. 
um, and it's basically his origin story. Uh, so the map is much scaled down. You know, you don't have the massive map of Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, or, you know, the uh, origins and stuff like that. You've mm. basically got what would have been a couple of the smaller areas, you know, the, the sectors that were within that uh, game. So, you know, it's like not much bigger than probably the island that you start off with almost, you know, they are much more compact in terms of that. And what they've tried to do is go for more, more quality and less mm. quantity in the game. And there are a lot of people who are just jumping on the bandwagon with this and saying, oh, this is an awful game. And there are a lot of people who say this is a brilliant game as well. But I think if anybody says this is an awful game, they are not an Assassin's Creed fan. And why bother reviewing it? Because you're not going to like the game. It'd be like me reviewing FIFA. Do you know what I mean? So is there really quite a few people then giving this game a bit of grief? I've, I've seen a few YouTubers, but to be honest, the tend, uh, I think a lot of these YouTubers tend to uh, like to do dissing sort of videos just to get themselves viewed because oh, people God. will look at it, you know whereas people, yeah people like to rant don't they so yeah yeah and, and to be honest a lot of the stuff that they're ranting about is just a, a rubbish mm-hmm. uh the game the game is from what i've played a bit and i've played a few hours of it now uh the game is sound it looks good uh they've they've scaled down the map they've certainly scaled down the skill tree Mm. Uh, it's a lot smaller than it uh, certainly than it was in Valhalla because that what that thing you I I still struggle with that mm. uh, on Valhalla I just look at it and I just go nope can't be bothered with it and it just puts me off the game entirely mm. it was the worst skill tree they've done in any Assassin's Creed game I mean not that they've done many of them but basically the weapons you don't really you know you can upgrade them but you don't need to keep buying new ones to get more powerful ones because the idea is that you upgrade uh, a lot of the weapons as well i've already mentioned the beautiful uh, environment the, the main there's uh, obviously the main quest which can be completed in somewhere between 20 and 30 hours mm-hmm. and then the full completion will probably take you about 36 37 hours which is you know less than that it's it, that's uh you know almost like the opening intros in Assassin's Creed Odyssey because you see we've played that forever before mm. the titles come up um but I quite like Basim as a character he seems quite all right the AI is a bit dumb in this game in um, what way uh, in the way that uh, you know, you can kill someone in front of an AI sometimes and it sort of like doesn't notice or just sort of like goes, oh, he's dead. Oh, there's no one around. That's OK. And then he just goes and does what he was doing again. Mm. Whereas when you look in Odyssey, you know, it's like once you triggered off the AI, it took him ages to settle down and you'd have someone come and fetch a body and take the body somewhere and stuff like that. You know, there's, there's not that level of detail in uh, in this one, but it is a it is more of a callback to the Assassin's Creed 
original game. In a matter of fact, there is actually a graphic mode that you can do, so it makes everything look bluer. And I think it reduces the frame rate as well, so it's more yeah. in keeping with the original game. And when you actually play that mode, it looks very similar to the original game because obviously, you know, it's like similar sort of era, the costumes, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's, they've, they've done that really nicely. The combat, you're still using the bumper and trigger mm -hmm. to do the combat, uh, but there is now a parry, which is obviously what the original Assassin's Creed and um, Assassin's Creed 2 had. Uh, so, you know, you can parry an attack as long as it's not an unstoppable uh, attack, which goes red, which you've got to use a dodge. And then when you uh, parry, that will knock back the person and that allows you to go in for the attack. Okay. There are different weapons and that's smoke grenades are back as well. So you can use that to escape or to uh, kill big bunches of enemies. And you can also upgrade things like your uh, sleeping dart to a poison dart and uh, your grenade to an explosive grenade. Do you have feathers? hunt around for there, there are things there are things to hunt around for but not feathers no but obviously feathers are a part of the assassin's creed law that's right that's why i thought they might have had those again you know scattered around that uh, you've got your eagle vision but you also have your eagle as well mm -hmm. so you can scan an area and yeah you can scan an area and you can also then you know, have your like extrasensory perception sort of eagle vision, uh, which mm. you would use for things like doing pickpocketing. Pickpocketing has become a bit of a sub game, which is just basically a quick time event. You go up to somebody who's got a pouch on them because not everybody does. Uh, and then you would, you know, you press to pickpocket and then you've got to press, I think it's X or mm. yeah, uh, X or the square button with uh, just as it this uh, thing starts to shrink down. Um, I didn't realise this when I first started, so I was playing the uh, pickpocketing element. But to be honest, I just I didn't like the mechanic and you can switch it off so you can just do auto pickpocket. Mm. Uh, what about uh, is there like is there like loads of um, so when you go to a top of if you go to the top of an area? Yeah, you, the, there's the leaps of faith and the vantage points that you've got to Mm, uh, synchronize with yeah mm. yeah that's all all of those mechanics are all in there but it's 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 uh more in keeping with the original assassin's creed game but with a modern twist mm. is Do uh, they, i think what a lot of people didn't like i thought personally is that they like to stay in their element but not come out into modern day too much yeah i haven't got into take, any modern day bit, you know what i mean I, I, I don't know if it's further on in the game, but I haven't come in at any modern day yet, because mm. personally, I think that that's what they've got to get rid of in Assassin's yeah. Creed, because either do a game where it's all the future, because there was two reasons why people didn't like Revelations. First mm. off, it was the um, tower defence game that they put in mm. there, which really felt like it was shoehorned in. And then secondly was all of the Desmond stuff. Yeah. People weren't bothered about that. People wanted Ezio. They want, yeah, and they wanted to be in that world, not in the real world, should we say. Yeah. And that's yeah. where it let it down a bit, I think. Yeah. But yeah. And, and that is exactly where it's let, where that game was let down. 
Uh, but uh, so far, I haven't come up against, um, you know, any animist stuff. And I am mm. happy with that. I mean, obviously, you know, it starts off with uh, talking about animus and, you know, Basim's uh, memories, but, and they weren't able to be recovered, but now they can. So maybe mm. something will happen later on in the game, but it's not where I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I've not seen anybody talking about it either. Because mm. uh, that's normally one of the things that you see uh, people complaining about. But yeah, it's just a, a cut down, smaller version of Assassin's Creed, more in akin to the original one um, or Assassin's Creed 2 than anything else. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's loads of costumes to buy as well. You have to <clears throat> open chests and pickpocket people and take them off, you know, people who you're attacking um, to get these tokens. And there's like vendor tokens and other tokens. And if you get so many vendor tokens, you can get up to, I think, about a 30% discount on, you know, you're buying stuff from vendors. Got throwing knives back, which are normally a one hit kill. And then you've got like heavily armoured guys who, you know, if you try and attack them, you're not going to do any damage. But what you do is shoot a, a dart into the leg, a sleep dart, and then they'll fall mm. down and then you just uh, kill them while they're on the ground. Uh, but then there's ones that have, you know, a defence against that as well, which there's other ways to kill those, but I'll let you find those out yourself. So, yeah, there's there's a lot in the game for the cost because obviously it's not the full you know 80 quid which seems to be the average now for a playstation game uh but you well, know you it's, an xbox? Uh, and even xbox yeah because well you knew that xbox were going to follow suit as well but yeah it's it's 80 quid i would say it's not 80 quid it's uh 45 pound uh on the store uh or 50 if you want the deluxe edition which is quite reasonable and you know it works out to be just about what one pound fifty an hour for entertainment and if you play through it more than once then it's cheaper than that mm. but like i said it's a beautiful world i don't think they're going to do dlc for this so i understand i think this is just going to be as it is but i'd, I'd be uh, quite happy if this is just like the stand-in for the the oriental you know japanese one that they're talking about coming out next. Well, everyone, that's, I think everyone's been asking for that, haven't we? To, to have yeah. a, um, having, getting your blades out and having to do all that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, actually, if they keep them at this sort of price, and they're, because they're not online either, so you haven't got the online mechanic, have you either? That's not no. in there. No. Um, which would ruin and scaled it. Down, and scaling down the size, it reduces the price of the game as well. I mean, there is going to be an Assassin's Creed online uh, coming out, supposedly, but I have no interest in that. I, d I don't want to play against other players. It's it's not no, what I'm interested it's in. Not that, it's not that sort of game for it. No. It's to not Call of Duty or anything else like that. No, to me, <clears throat> Assassin's Creed is about being transferred into the past into a, a world that feels like it's living and breathing and is, is of the time mm. um 
that to me is what Assassin's Creed is. You know, something steeped in actual heritage and history yeah. that you can learn from in that sort of respect. Or, you know, or like, you know, you can explore and, you know, see people's theories about how things might have been. Uh, it's not a online, you know, battle royale <laughs> at the end no. of the day. So, yeah, so that was uh, that was Assassin's Creed. I would personally recommend it, but hey, I like Assassin's Creed games. What can you say? Uh, the next one is 20 Minutes Until Dawn. So this is one I got with the Humble Bundle. It is Steam Deck compatible as well. Um, and this really comes in hot off the heels of uh, Vampire Survivor in mm. the fact that it's another 20 minute survival sort of game. Um, very similar in concept to uh, Vampire Survivor, whereas that was constantly firing you control the firing in a direction and stuff like that, which you had less control over on Vampire Survivor. Um, mm. But other than that, it's the same sort of uh, thing if you kill enemies to pick up uh, experience uh, with each kill. And when you fill your experience bar at the end of a level, then you'll get to uh, choose a power up. Um, and that power up might be to increase your walk speed by 100% or it might be to uh, double your bullets from your weapon or it might be to give you extra health or whatever it is. Um, and then uh, they've got like a, a skill ring, as it were, rather than a skill tree. So when you upgrade mm. that, if you get, you know, if you get the option of the next more powerful upgrade in that, list of options or you could go down another branch and stuff like that and you can mix and match between them all uh so you know th that's the sort of uh, gameplay then there are like boss uh well, so semi-boss um hmm. people who uh, come and attack you i think that the one that you get on the first level is just this creature that keeps chasing after you and you're in a like a shielded area and it keeps getting smaller and smaller and then you've got all of the other uh, monsters that are coming at you at the same time as well um, and uh, if that one touches you basically you die mm. um, and it can be quite tough it this this game is tougher than um, Vampire Survivor definitely uh, mm. I haven't actually I, I got to about two minutes left was like ah, didn't want that i want it's just you know another two minutes and i'd have been through as it were but no it uh it bettered me at the, at the very last bit but mm. um you know everything sort of stacks you can unlock new characters as well because uh when you you know you were in the in-game currency and then at the selection screen you can buy different characters and they have different traits so it's like one when they shoot, they also sort of like shoot burning and it'll burn anything that's there or another one might make the web, the bullets bounce and the bounce, you know, bounce rate might cause 50% more damage to whatever it bounces onto or might be more, might be less. Uh, so there's, you know, lots of different ways to play it, lots of different characters. And then you've got runes that can uh, do more 
like power-ups and nerfs and stuff like that as well. So mm. it's quite an interesting uh, sort of little game. It's very much uh, um, a toilet game. It's the best way to describe it. Or okay. so, so, something that you don't need to concentrate too much on. Do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like, right, I'm going to loo. 20 minutes at the most, that'll do. <laughs> you know, if you take Steam Deck into the loo. Uh, yeah. or you know whatever uh, but it's enjoyable um, it's you know got RNG so you know you're gonna get that randomness in mm. terms of every game as well um, and once you've unlocked first you know you got to the 20 minutes on the first level then you can unlock the next level and so on and so forth uh, so yeah it's worth a go definitely I don't think it was very much money if I remember rightly, um, can't actually remember how much it was now. I can uh, tell you in a second. But I, I really have really enjoyed the game um, because it's just a very simple uh, pick up and play thing. It's just, just not complicated. It's switch your brain off and, you know, just get on with, uh, with what it is that you want to do. Uh, £4.29. £4.29. So you're not losing an awful lot of money. I mean, the graphics are a little bit basic, a little, you know, quite muted in colour as well. You know, it's sort of like red, uh, sort of like an off black, like a, a lighter black, as it were, and sort of like mm. a, a mid green, like a pastel sort of colour. Um, so, you know, it, it you're not playing it for the graphics. You, you're playing it because it's a time filler and it's quite entertaining. Yeah. And you can get things like, you know, lightning bolts and stuff like that as well. Um, and, you know, spears that go out. And um, once you start levelling up your character and you've built up a few of the pickups, you become extremely powerful. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth a look for £4.29. Oh. Oh, and then, my, yeah, definitely. And then my last game, it even run on your PC, Steve, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and then my last game is one that you've played already, which is The Quarry. Yeah. What made you pick this up? It came in a humble bundle. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I basically got it on my monthly subscription. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so I've actually, you know, if you're watching this, you'll be able to see it now. If you haven't, don't forget, come and subscribe. Uh, but also I've done a let's play of the uh, first uh, 35 minutes of the game on uh, our YouTube channel. Yeah, so that's the bit with the police car and everything else. Yeah. The early stage of the game. Yeah, that's right. So I actually cut it off at, at the end of that what happens uh, when you go into the cellar. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It's so gorgeous, gorgeously good looking, isn't it, that game? I, I was blown away, basically. I've been the, facial, um, the, facial the facial images of the characters, especially when you recognise some of them and you think, you know, you hear their voices, you know. Yeah. You know, from Scream and, and what have you, and Modern Family, you know, it's... Um, yeah, and uh, uh, Santa Carita Diet as well. Yeah, yeah. 
because uh, the the uh, guy driving the, the vehicle when the police officer, you know, helps mm. him out. He was on that. Oh, he God. was a kid on that. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, it, it's a it's a super massive two K game, so you know what you're getting mm. basically. You know, if you've played any of the other ones, you know, like the um, uh, what do you call Until it? Dawn. Until dawn. Yeah. This uh, is my favourite from the, when I played on the PlayStation. Have you have you played any of the other ones? In ter- you know, in terms of the super massive games, because uh, there's got, all yeah, of the got, Dark I've Pictures got, anthology. I do have those downloaded. Once yeah. I, they're in my collection, I put it that way. I haven't tried them yet. Yeah, because I've got the first three. Yeah, because there's four in that one, isn't there? Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they've, they've, they've done some really good games. Uh, you know, saying I mean, House, yeah, House I mean, of Ashes look brilliant as well. Yeah, that's what I think I have. Yeah, you'll have Man of Medan, House of Ashes, and I uh, forgot what the middle one was called. Mm. I would have thought. Yeah, and yes, I and obviously Until Dawn, which is a mm. favourite of mine. Yeah, so good. I mean, and again, they got good. They got actors in there that you know you got. Guy that played the villain in the last Bond movie, and there you, know, you got. Yeah. There's quite a few. <clears throat> quite well, a few people, you know. I mean, you know, say ironically, uh, one of the actors who's in the Quarry was in the movie I've been watching, or the the uh, trilogy of movies that I've been watching. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, That's right, and it's him, isn't it? It is, oh, oh yeah, you can. You, yeah, it, it's Dewey. You can definitely tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you can absolutely tell it's him. There is there is absolutely mm. uh, no doubt. You know, it's like mm. the 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 graphics and it's is it. Uh, we've got what is uh, the other guy's name is the what? It was on Aliens as well. Oh yeah, Aliens. He was yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the android, wasn't he? Yeah. But it looks absolutely amazing. And I haven't got these yet, but there is uh, the alternate filters. So you can get like an 1850s, 60s, and 70s look for the movies. Haven't you got the one? Haven't you got them open yet then? I, I don't have those as DLC. Uh, so uh, the DLC. I think they've got the whole pack. I mean, I've, it says I've got the deluxe bonus content pack, uh, mm-hmm. the full game, and the oh, the horror history visual pack. I do have it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the, the atmosphere in the game was amazing. How how well they've done it. You know, it's like because mm-hmm. I was playing it with the lights off and all of that. It was definitely creepy. It was really really well done i mean if you've never played one of these games before why uh but other than that it's basically it's like a telltale game but with everything dialed up to 20 because uh the you know it's it's the same basic mechanic as in normally fast time events choices different branches giving you different paths throughout the game but 
mm. normally watching a lot of very very beautiful uh visual renderings um with a really compelling story that, that obviously yeah. you steer your characters through and you you're supposed to be able to i think in most of the games save all of the characters or at least the vast majority of them yeah there's different scenarios and how you how you play yeah. the game so i remember i lost my game for some reason my game save was went weird yeah but to restart it so i did get a fair way through the game to the time, all I say, campfire in the woods is where I got to. But I'm going to redo that now. But um, yeah, good game. Yeah, uh, definitely recommend it. And like I said, that's in this month's uh, humble bundle as well. So worth uh, worth a look, I think, uh, because mm, if, if if you've uh, not come across humble bundle, they're uh, online. Uh, sort of like company that does uh, part for charity, part for you know game developers, and then part for themselves. You know, you can choose the split of where um, what you buy goes to. Uh, but basically, they do what's known as humble choice, uh, which is mm. um, a selection of games every month. So this month, actually, we've got the Quarry, Metal Hellsinger, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, House of Ashes. Uh, Rebel Inc. Escalation, Spirit of the Island, Lords of uh, Villains, A Juggler's Tale, and Mr. Pepper. And uh, that's uh, not Dr. Ten, Pepper. No, no, it's uh, 10 or 11.99 a month. And that's in dollars, mm. I think, as well. So it's cheaper than that. Um, the Mr. Pepper one's actually quite interesting. It's sort of like a, a, a reverse 2D. Um, uh, fallout because you've got to create a fallout shelter <laughs> but it's all two dimensions <laughs> or, or like for 2d do you know what uh, 2.4 mm. 2.5d uh so you've got to dig underneath it so in that way it's more, probably more like xcom where you've got to get scavenger resources build the underground layer and you know stop other people from finding the fact that you've built a bunker mm. um but yeah, that's uh, really quite good. But they do other bundles as well, and they do books, games, and software. Uh, so, you know, they've got like at the moment a VR uh, set of games on there, um, narrative control sort of games. So that one's got like Beyond Two Souls, which is brilliant, the new Borderlands mm. game. Uh, sort of like heroic craft indie games, multiplayer mayhem. You know, there's there's lots of uh, different choices, but say like this one, it's got eight games for fourteen pound forty three. Uh, that includes the new the new Borderlands game, uh, but also mm. Beyond the Steel Sky, uh, as well as as well as Tales from the Borderlands, uh, Beyond the uh, uh, yeah. Two Souls. So there's they've got loads yeah. on. Definitely worth a look. It's a it's a game. Another game that came out recently that a lot of people have been reviewing in that. Is the lies of P? Have you looked at it yet? No, because it's while while it looks good, uh, mm. I understand it's sort of like another Dark Souls sort of game. Oh, is it? Oh, it makes yeah, so that that just immediately made me turn off interest. 
I will load mm. it up because it's on Game Pass and I'll give it a try, but I can't say I'm going to get overly involved in that game. No, no. Um, um, other than that, what have we got coming up in the uh, next month? Or? Next month I've got the Evercade Delphine uh, Cinematic Collection Volume 1. So this is a collection of four uh, Amiga games. There's Future Wars, Another World, Operation Stealth and Flashback. Mm. And we've got um, what we've got coming out game that I'm sure Spider-Man 2. No, also we have got Alan Wake 2 coming out. Yeah, I haven't gone back to Alan Wake 1 yet. I bought it but I've not played it. Did you buy the remaster? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I completed the first one. So, yeah, I think they're two different types of games anyway. So um, even though they've got the same sort of villains in it still, uh, it's um, yeah, I think it's more of a horror. I'll tell you one game I did go back to, which is in the same universe. I went back to Quantum Break. Mm, I, I think I completed that. I got a funny feeling. Yeah, I did. I've, uh, but I got it on um, again humble bundle so i thought i'll load it up and i'll give it a go mm. but i've played oh yeah definitely but I, i've played what 26 27 games this since we last recorded mm. yeah so say yeah. like, you know gone back to unity as well because i got that yeah. on pc um mm. and you know that game is beautiful it's actually mm. better than syndicate and way better it's more Considering that was the beginning of like the Xbox One era, it looks more like a modern day one rather than, you know, the beginning of the last gen. Um, yeah, because I, mean, I think I think for the Series X they haven't spruced up some of those older ones yet. No. Um, no I'm aware of. But to be honest, Unity doesn't need it because it is such a good-looking game. Uh, yeah, but I've been also doing a bit of retro stuff, you know, did a bit of Colin McRae 3 uh, on PS2. Yeah. Um, How did you, you did mention it, how did you find the Robocop demo then? The Robocop demo, I really enjoyed it actually. It's very faithful to the game. It's the original Robocop, uh, you know, sort of like face, as it were, the actor. Um, the voice is the, the voice is the same guy, but it's a bit off, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's a little well, bit I, too androidy, if you know what I mean. I I didn't think it was. I thought it was okay. Um, maybe it's something that the more that you you get used to it, the more that you play the game. But you know, when you're doing your movements, you can certainly feel like you're more lumbering than you know, like mm. a Call of Duty or anything like that. They've sort of uh, installed his movement speed and whatever in there as well uh, but yeah. yeah it's really enjoyable I mean I'll play the video of it right now so that you can actually see it so again don't forget to subscribe to the podcast um, but on uh, well actually yesterday I did the uh, video of uh, of the demo uh, mm. Up until like the end of the first sort of section of it, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed then. it. I um, love to know how it sounds as well. 
Well, the demo, I was playing it for an hour and 22 minutes. Was it, what was that on? Is it on all platforms? Is it? I, uh, I don't know, it. but it's on PC that I got the demo. Mm. But it's really, really high quality, uh, you know, in terms of the demo. It's, it's not perfect, but I'm, I must admit, I'm not sure whether or not some of the jutteriness was because I was running it off hard drive rather than SSD. Right. Uh, because um, my gaming SSD is sort of like maxed out, so I downloaded it onto my uh, four terabyte hard drive. Uh, mm. But I'll tell you one thing I did do, and I did uh, an unboxing and review of this. I got this because uh, I've upgraded to Windows 11. Mm. Um, and obviously, uh, and I've just done it in time because evidently Microsoft has taken away the free upgrade now. Yeah. So I, I must have done it in the last week without even realising. But I got this. It's an enclosure um, mm. for, you know, your uh, SSD. So I actually I, I bought a new NVMe drive to go mm. into my um PC. So I took my old one out, put the new one in, and then put Windows 11 on it. And the reason why I did that was because I tried installing Windows 11 on this mm. drive and it kept failing. Uh, and I kept oh, okay. getting an error code to say, sorry, we can't upgrade it. Try again. So I tried it four or five times. So I thought, right, okay, upgrade the SSD. So I got, you know, got a new SSD slightly quicker uh, as well. But then obviously I'd already filled in my M2 drive slot on my motherboard. Uh, so I thought, well, what shall I do? So I thought, let's get an enclosure. And I was looking at all of the enclosures and this one really caught my eye. Mm. And there's a reason. It's got two okay. USB slots and also a micro SD card and an SD card reader. Mm. So rather than me having to uh, sort of like mess around with my old uh, SD card reader, which I can't seem to find at the moment, which is a horrible like little couple of quid one, um, mm. I thought that, you know, this is a lot better. And obviously it comes with a uh, USB-C, but also a normal USB-A uh, type connector. And this is fast as well. It's 10 gigabits. Um, mm. So, you know, it's like it's not a slouch. Uh, but at the moment, I've still got Windows uh, 10 on there uh, just because, you know, I'm, I'm just running Windows 11 to make sure I haven't, you know, not transferred everything over because there shouldn't mm. have been much on my um, C drive that wasn't on other drives. Just because of the way that I, you know, I, t I tend to direct all of my files to other drives rather than going on the C drive. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, so but that's going to be my sort of like swapping gaming drive so that I could then plug that into my Steam Deck and play games off it as well. Mm. Cool. Um, so, you know, no point in wasting a good NVMe at the end of the day. No, no, of course not. Um, and I've got another one. Uh, somewhere as well, uh, which has also got an NVMe. <laughs> I've been going drive crazy because 
I originally backed up Windows 8 uh, and I picked up this SSD because it was already a backup. Mm. Uh, and this cost 30 quid for one that terabyte. One terabyte. Mm. Um, it's off um, Amazon. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it seems to be all yeah, right. Same as that one, isn't it? Same as them. Yeah. Yeah, but a bit cheaper. Mm. Uh, but what I'm planning on doing is putting that into this rig because I've got a couple of bays at the other side of the, you know, not this side of the glass, but on the back that I can mount uh, SSDs on, you know, the, the three and a half inch one. So I'm going to put, um, I've got uh, a 512 gigabyte and obviously a one terabyte one. The 512 gig was uh, off the um, the mini PC that I showed you the last time, if you remember, which mm. was this one. Yeah, I put, yeah. I put, uh, put one of those drives that I've got there in this thing as my um, retro games machine. Uh, and I've still mm. got to get around to setting up the Sindon uh, light gun as well. I mean, I don't know why I'm stalling on it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I've got a so, couple of projects. Mm. Yeah, so let's uh, move on, shall Take we? Anyway, yeah, to Take a break. I need to get some ice. Okay. Uh, I've run out. He's run out. So, good time to go over to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. Right, so Steve's got his ice, so Iceman's back. <laughs> so Val. <laughs> uh, any movie news from you? Because, again, not an area I've been keeping a close eye on recently. Seems to be a bit quiet, um, other than obviously the uh, strike. That's, uh, yeah, I think they've sorted it out now, haven't they? I yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they're getting there if they haven't yeah. already so, solved it. Not a great deal, to be fair. Um, I think a few releases have now been delayed because of that, probably. Yeah. And I think, did that include, um, I, I wasn't sure about Netflix with Cobra Kai. Well, I thought they'd already finished filming Cobra Kai. Yeah, that, I, so. thought it, I thought it was out this month. Unless I'm completely wrong. I thought it was out supposed to be in September, so maybe it has been delayed. Mm. Um, it'll be one of those things that suddenly it'll just appear, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will do. So yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a great deal going on at the moment. There's a little bit of um, there was a new trailer for the Doctor Who um, anniversary, which looks all right to be fair. Yeah, it looks all right. David Tennant, not to be like, really, not, to be honest. No, no. I did read somewhere where they were talking about uh, sort of like cancelling out the Jodie Whittaker timeline, which I think is unfair to her. No, this. I think there was a spoiler on how they're going to regenerate into the new Doctor. Right. So I don't know. When they've gone back to David Tennant, you've got two more there, haven't you? So... Mm. Or three more there probably so yeah it's a bit weird but no the trailer looks all right I'm, I, that's coming in november so i look forward to that 
No new yeah. Bond Bonds yet, but um, there's, there's talk of different directors now, maybe getting to do the new Bond movie. Yeah. <clears throat> Shouts out for that. Um, other than that, really, there's not a great deal. I mean, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of doom and gloom over the new Exorcist movie, which is absolutely diabolical. And um, David Gordon Green, who did the Halloween reboots, seems to think he can make a great movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now, what movie-wise coming out now, there's a couple of bits and pieces that have come out, I think, for Halloween time. Saw 10 is out now. Yeah. Um, which apparently is not to be too bad. I did listen to Mark Commode's review of it because I will, I did want to go and see it. Um, if not, I'll wait, you know, until it comes out from Sky or something. Mm. Um, but it's doing really well, apparently. And they're not too much at the moment. Um, I'm sure we'll hear things materialize, especially with the TV side over the next, next month leading up to Halloween. Well, to be honest, there have been a few TV things which I'll come to talk about in my bit anyway. Mm. Uh, should we do the re- cinema releases? So, on the 9th of October, we've got uh, Fire Rises. On the 10th, we've got The Idiots. On the 13th, the one that Steve was referring to before, he's looking forward to Paw Patrol, the mighty oh. movie. Yeah. Uh, we've got Taylor Swift in Taylor Swift, the ERAS tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Miracle Club. Uh, Club. Smotherhood and Dallyland and then on the 14th of October we've got Speed and then the 19th we've got Leo and the 20th we've got Pillars of Flowers Moon, It Lives Inside, Troll Bands Together, Four and A Mystery on the Cattle Hill Express. A whole lot of that it's going to go and wee. Yeah don't know that was to be speed, honest most of, of those. Yeah, you know, but that's um, a documentary, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. There is a. If you're a football fan, which I know you're not, there's the new David Beckham documentary at the moment. Yeah, there is. Yeah, they're seeing high praise on it because it's really. Uh, my missus sort of turned her nose a bit when I mentioned it. Um, yeah, Netflix but, re- recommended it to me. Seriously, did they? yeah. There you go. They got that so wrong, didn't they? Yeah, that that is that really is their uh, yeah. algorithm getting it wrong. Absolutely. Um, David Beckham. But yeah, no, I mean, as a footballer, I mean, with England, yeah, you know, it's not going to be your cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment, there are a few one-nighters leading up to Halloween still. For if you want to see the director's cut of The Exorcist, that is on in quite a lot of cinemas at the moment, doing one-nighters. Mm. Highly recommend that from my point of view. Um, I think they're doing a few, aren't they? Because they're doing Halloween and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I think, I don't know, you know, <coughs> if they're going to do Halloween, because I saw The Exorcist when I was 15, Halloween, the original, but I've never seen it at the cinema. I've only seen it on TV and video, VHS and obviously Blu ray 4K now. So I wouldn't mind actually going to see that. Yeah. So maybe. Maybe that's coming out closer to, to Halloween. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's, I think some of the older movies that are coming back for one night is probably better than what we're getting elsewhere at the moment. 
you know. Um, Blu-ray DVD rise is not a great deal. I don't know what's, um, oh yeah, so The Exorcist, the director's cut, my Zevi edition, hopefully will be, that's not coming out until the 23rd of, of October. Yeah. But I think the single two disc is already released already, I think, because I've seen a lot of reviewers with it. Um, so yeah, but I don't think there's anything else. Other than, as I said to you earlier, I've now got that, which I'm really pleased to have in 4K. Um, because they are three great movies. It's a Cornetto box set. If you know what we're talking about, you know exactly what we're about. Because um, they're always fancy and laugh, and where do you go? Things like that, you know, just give you a, give, puts a smile on your face. Well, Shaun of the Dead is still one of my favourite movies of all time. Mm. You know, I, I watch it probably every couple of months. Yeah. Um, my son loves it as well, ironically. Uh, but he also he loves the Cornetto trilogy. We've sat and watched all of them uh, mm. together. Uh, but he just, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's quite amazing actually because he's doing his A levels and uh, they're studying things like The Shining because he's doing media. Mm. Uh, you know, like studying things like Shining and stuff like that, which is <laughs> sort of like older movies in his age range do you know what i mean but they are i mean if you get a lot of film schools they will show movies like the exorcist for example which is yeah. like 50 years old now and they're still classics of their time and they still make you jump well not jump too much in that movie they are scary movies you know mm. not like some of the trash you get now which is basically made up of jump scares every two minutes yeah um so that's why I'd rather I'd rather go back to watch some of the older films of the seventies now than some of the trash that's come out over the last year. It's not a great deal. It's good stuff. I did quite enjoy uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I quite, yeah, that wasn't too bad. But that um, was a follow-up to The Shining, wasn't it? That's right. Was a yeah. Kid. <clears throat> yeah, because the book that was yeah the book came out some time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. There's not. It's not I mean, even I think if we look at what we've got coming out shortly, there's not a great deal coming out at the moment. No, I, th I think uh, we're, we're in time at the moment, I think, with movies, because I think that the Hollywood blockbusters, the ones that they thought are going to be the big blockbusters, are just not making the money that they used to. Mm. Um, I think part of the problem is all of this, like the doomed I've noticed with, like, the Barbie movie of watch it now while it's still at the cinema. No, don't do that. Have a separation of a few months. Mm. Um, you know, make people go to the cinema. I mean, my, you know, the cinema I used has closed mm. and I'm gutted by it. Although the good news is I went to Showcase Cinema at Stockton mm. and they've completely revamped the inside of their cinemas now. It's not the old fashioned you know, uh, seats with like, you know, the, the uh, flower pot uh, cup mm. at the end of the at the end of the arm. Uh, it's proper electric recliners like what I was sat in at, sitting at at uh, Catrick. Mm. So um, I'm going to be going back to showcase now after years, after 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the other cinemas, the other one that was really bad um, which is that coming? It's called now. 
I think he's the, I'd go to the Odeon, but um, every man. No, there's one where they actually looks like they're going to be collapsing at the, the um, Cine World. That's it. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, they're dreadful. Um, pretty bad, to be fair. But um, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe eight years ago we went to Star Trek. Seven. Saying that because it just came off my on my. I know I've just shared it with you seven years ago. Yeah, no, I got um, was it, yeah seven years ago. Yeah, because um, mine my mine came up with the girls, uh, the Trekkie girls. That that picture that was with them when you disappeared. I think you might have gone to the loo or something or whatever it was. I don't remember. No, I'd I'd gone to uh, see the uh, uh, Jadzia Dax uh, presentation. Or, you know, talk. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, shall I um, read off this minimal list of Blu-rays, shall we? Um, yeah, sure. So we have Cry the Beloved Country, which has come out October 9th. We've got Flying Witch Collector's Edition. Inside Man, which actually stars David Tennant and Stanley Tukey. And that is called. actually really very good as well. Yeah. Uh, I watched it. It's actually available <laughs> on uh, Netflix. Okay. Uh, with Deuce Deluxe, we have The Surreal Estate Season 1. We have The Crown Season 5. Long Arm of the Law Parts 1 and 2, Transformers Rise of the Beast, 4K Steelbook and Blu-ray editions, Wonders of the Celtic Deep, and then sixteenth we have that 100 years of Warner Brothers collection that we spoke about last week. Yeah. Cinema charts, um, at 5 we've got The Equalizer 3, at 4 we have The Nun 2, at 3 we have Haunting in Venice, Two, Saw 10, and number one, The Creator. Which is a Disney movie. I've not even heard of that one. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for it. Oh, right, okay. Um, so for Blu-ray DVD charts, we've got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Little Mermaid 2023, which I've heard is absolutely awful. Uh, number three, we've got The Flash, which is absolutely brilliant, as long as you don't include anything to do with The Flash. At number two, we've got Scream 3. Because they're releasing the 4Ks, I think. Right, OK. Uh, and then at number one, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So actually, <sighs> have you seen it? Yeah, I have now. Yeah. Take it you didn't like it then. It's all right. Nothing great. It's not. Ain't understanding, personally. Yeah. It's a poor show, I feel. You know, they're trying to bounce off the good first two movies, but I don't think it works as well. Mm, yeah. Like most things from, from um, at the moment we're getting like that is um, it's all pretty poor show, to be fair. Mm. I, <laughs> I, it wasn't one of my favourites, I've got to say. Mm. Um, I think that one. I mean, we was got, the best it, was one. Okay, it was okay, but. Yeah, it was entertaining. It was it was like Ant Man because a lot of people have gone on to this bandwagon. Again, a lot of YouTubers really criticizing Ant Man, uh, Quantum Mania. It was an a solid Marvel movie. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just a normal Marvel movie with amazing visual effects. But you know, it wasn't. 
it wasn't as bad as people said. You know, it was, mm. there was a there was a lot of enjoyment to be had from it. I think that sometimes, I think a lot of people, particularly YouTubers, seem to have this thing of it's great to knock Marvel uh, because it, there would become an easy target for it. So no matter what they bring out, they say it's rubbish because mm. I know they'll get people clicking on it. Yeah, and I've just I've given up looking at them. I mean, it's like the other it's like the other day. I uh, I actually got trolled on Facebook by this uh, uh, this person, and it mm. was actually on the Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds page because somebody had started a conversation with, um, you know, oh, I think they've got Spock wrong, and I said, you know, and I said, well. Um, I think Ethan Peck does a good job of Spock, but I said, you know, personally, I think that um, Nurse Chapel is wrong because her her character is too much of a go-getter compared to how Nurse Chapel was in the previous series because she was quite two-dimensional, quite timid, mm. didn't stand out. Whereas, you know, the the one that, that we've got here is a war hero. She's you know, uh, like, seems to be the equivalent of a consultant, even though she's a nurse. Mm. Um, you know, with all of her DNA resequencing and stuff like that, which I'm not really sure how that goes with the, you know some of the uh, directives about you know the card alterations that can ch change people's facial features using the DNA, but they can't make people's intelligence more, mm. you know, better. It seems to be a contradiction. But there are a lot of things that contradict on Strange New Worlds. I still love the show, but, you know, um, uh, yeah, and this person just started absolutely laying into us with it, to the point of I actually thought, well, forget this. So I reported him to Facebook and to the uh, moderators mm -hmm. because I just got pig sick of it, which is absolutely pathetic. And, you know, and I, I said, I, and I think that my comment back to this person after I, you know, they were saying, oh, I could tell the sort of household that you come from, that you were obviously an abused child. It's like, get stuffed. I had a good yeah. childhood. Do you know what I mean? They were like really horrible. Yeah. Uh, well, just because just because I didn't agree with them. And that's it. I said, you're entitled to your view. I'm entitled to my view. It is free speech. And if you're such an expert on Star Trek, what you would have picked up is the fact that if you're living your life by the Star Trek way, you would be more tolerant of other people's views, which is clearly an element of Star Trek you have not picked up on at all. Goodbye. Mm. And then I just blocked them because I just got thought, oh, get stuffed. Just say, honestly, it was, it was, it started off as just a normal conversation with mm. fans. And this person came on and just absolutely bombarded me. It was a pathetic. It really was. But mm. um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just one of them things. You get these things on Facebook, don't you? Or on Twitter as well. Uh, so anyway, shall we go on to what we've been watching? Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to go first or shall I? Go well, on, you go first because mine's not very much anyway. So yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, the show that I talked about before, which was Foundation. Uh, and there was some conversation, I think uh, Craig, one of our moderators, said that he'd watched it recently as well. Uh, it's based on the Isaac Asimov books. It's on Apple TV, so I know that you're not going to necessarily, not everybody's going to have that. 
but it really is worth a look. There's two seasons of it. It's a beautiful sci-fi show, very accomplished visuals, good story. The second season really does a lot of character development on uh, some of the other one of, of the characters from the first season. Um, and uh, Dawn, who's the emperor of the, the galaxy, basically. There's, uh, sorry, not Dawn, uh, Day. Uh, and then there's Brother Dawn, Brother Day, and uh, Brother, I can't remember what the last one was, Eve or something or other. Uh, the the same person but cloned at three different age times in their life, mm-hmm. um, and they they rule the galaxy basically. Uh, and he set up this thing of the foundation because this scientist predicted that society was going to fall down and it was going to be darkness. And if we set up this foundation, it would uh, mean that we recover from the darkness earlier. Well, it's a couple hundred, yes, a hundred or so years later, and. Uh, Brother Day is, you know, his genetics are slightly wrong, which means that he's not getting in alignment with everything. And there's lots, there's lots of plot twists and stuff like that, but it's really worth watching. Mm. Uh, there's so much going on in the show. It's a much what a must watch from the start. So that's that one. <coughs> Ashoka uh, season one has finished. So if you don't know who Ashoka is, Ashoka Tano was the Padawan learner of Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars trilogy. So this is one of the other Star Wars TV shows. Uh, This definitely felt like this was a good show for Star Wars. You know, she's Mm. uh, the character was very strong. Uh, But then again, there's been a lot of character development over Rebels and also Clone Wars of Ahsoka Tano as well. Uh, All the characters on the show were really well developed and uh, it was about the return of Grand Admiral Thrawn. So if it, you're not in the know, Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, is a character originally from the uh, Timothy Zahn books of Heir to the Empire, mm-hmm. uh, which was supposed to be, was like the written sequel to the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, not the prequel, so it was after Jedi, and it was about a Grand Admiral uh, who uh, basically almost took over the galaxy. Now, in this uh, show, Thrawn did appear in uh, Rebels, and uh, there was another character who was like a, a Padawan uh, Jedi uh, called Ezra Bridges, and uh, he ended up banishing um, Thrawn to a different galaxy. Uh, by using these space whales, it's Star Wars, uh, and he ended up going to that galaxy with them. And then, so uh, Ahsoka learns that there's this uh, plot by these uh, sort of like dark Jedi to bring back Thrawn, and um, yeah, that that's where it starts all to kick off. And then, uh, you know, they do go and try and bring him back uh, as a result. Um, and the Dark Jedi, the main Dark Jedi, is called uh, Balin Skull, and he's played by Ray Stevenson. Um, and this is a new character to Star Wars, as far as I'm aware. Uh, and unfortunately, Ray Stevenson passed away um, a couple of months after uh, the, you know, they finished the, the raps with this. Um, mm. But he, he was a really good character. He was 
not an evil character, but he wasn't good. Uh, he was like a character on his own path sort of thing. And his Padawan, um, she ended up splitting from him at the end of the, the series and going on her own way. Mm. Um, but, you know, they were, they were both very interesting sort of characters uh, as well. Uh, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this. And this is obviously set up now for the Throne Star Wars movie, which is coming out. Because I think that, as you know, as you know, what they've been doing with Star Wars is taking a lot of what's been known as Star Wars legends, i.e. the Star Wars stuff that was non-canonised when Disney took over. Mm. And has been converting some of that into this the Disney law. So Thrawn is one of the ones that they've plucked out, and he's going to be the big bad in the next Star Wars or one of the next Star Wars movies. I think after the Ray movie, if I remember rightly, which let's face it, nobody cares about the Ray movie, or at least not original fans. No. Um, because she's just, you know, um just a an overpowered character who has no reason to know what she does. Mm. Uh, you know, everybody else, every other Jedi is had to learn the powers. Somehow she just knows them. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, uh, definitely worth a watch. And what was really nice to see was Hayden Christensen reprise his role as Anakin mm-hmm. okay. uh, in a couple of scenes, um, not as Vader, but as Anakin. Right. Uh, because... Obviously, Hayden Christensen also appeared on uh, Obi-Wan previously as well as mm-hmm. Darth Vader was in the costume and that and you could see him when, you know, there was a fight and it got half of the mask uh, broken away. Uh, but, yeah, definitely worth a watch is that one. Um, and then the one I've been really waiting for, because uh, it's named after my dog, <laughs> which is Loki season two okay uh so that one has released so this is following on hot off the heels of uh loki season one in a matter of fact it picks up exactly where the last one ended mm-hmm. um and um after the events of loki season one loki is back at the time variance authority um although he finds out very quickly it's not really a spoiler uh that he's in the past of the TVA, which wasn't known to be happening because time was supposed to operate differently at the TVA. Um, and then he's flitting back and forth between the future and the past. And the timelines, um, uh, you know, the, the whatever it is timeline, is starting to branch off in of all different directions because of what happened at the end of Loki season one. Uh. <coughs> and um, uh, Sylvie, who's a female Loki, uh, obviously did something at the end of the last one to make that happen. Um, and, you know, like now Loki understands why things were happening in the universe the way that they did. And he's not sure whether or not he should reintegrate what was happening. But the first episode's about um, introducing new characters like OB and stuff like that, who's uh, the kid who was on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's him, uh, but obviously yeah. grown up. Uh, and he was also recently on Everything Everywhere All at Once. So he's quite used to multi, you know, multiverse sort of movies because he was on that. 
so yeah, it's only one episode in. They haven't done what they did with um, the previous, you know, uh, one, which was to release two or three at, in the same week mm. uh, to to get people going. You no, know, you we're going to have to obviously go episode by episode, but. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes are in this. I think there's might be six, uh, but yeah, nice to see him, you know, back on the screen. I mean, Tom Hiddleston now totally owns that character. Mm. I can't imagine anybody else being Loki. A bit like, you know, you can't imagine anybody else being Iron Man. It's Robert Downey Jr. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. I'm quite looking forward to it myself. Um. So that's on on a weekly basis, so keep everybody up to date about that. And then, finally, I've been watching Screen movies. Screen 1 to 3, actually. Yeah, you need to watch the the last two new ones as well. I have. I have. Especially Um, when you've got your your female version of you in one of them. (laughs) Yes, Hayden Christians. Uh, uh, Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she. Uh, yeah, she's in two of the uh, the latter ones. Uh, but yeah, Scream one to three. And do you know what? I'd forgotten how much I loved these movies. Oh, they're great. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, they are so self-aware, and I love the fact that on Scream three they're shooting Stab three, which is the movie that's based off the first one. <laughs> yeah, because you. I'm trying to think now which film. Um, yeah, because I, I have watched them a few months ago when the new ones were coming out. I went back to a couple of them. Yeah. And rewatched them. Um, but, but Wes Craven was brilliant with, with, with Scream. Um, it's a real good show. Really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't watch the TV show much. I'm not interested in that. I didn't even know they did a TV show of it. Yeah, it was, yeah. But the, the last two movies have been pretty good as well. And yeah. Uh, I can't remember four. Can't remember anything that happened in four at all. I know I've seen it. What they do is they use the blend into each other, don't they? They do. So I can't remember where where they got the set of the Woodsboro House. Was that in the third one? That was in the third one. Third one. Third one. Yeah. Yeah, because the third one was on the the film set. Yeah, because I, I I remembered that differently. I the Mandela effect on that because I thought Cotton Weary uh, was um, on set, but he'd shot at the beginning of the movie. He'd shot a bit of the movie and he was talking about it, but you never he because Cotton Weary got killed right at the beginning of the third one. Because that was his when his girlfriend was getting. Yeah, but I, I remembered that totally differently. Mm. I, re- I remember that to be much later in the film, not the opening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just great watching those movies again. But ironically, I sort of I watched five and six, and then I went back and watched one, two, or three. I'm trying to remember what five and six are now. I can't remember. They all blend into each other now. Uh, well, I, I can't really, you know, I can't really say, but uh, it's got uh, Wednesday on one of them as well. Yes, yeah, that was the, that was the newer ones. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. That's the um the two new ones where yeah, there's a certain death of a character. But I mean, it's hard to believe that 
screen is so long ago. Yeah, no, so green one. Um, yeah, very over tw over twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also, I loved um, the song from oh God, what's his name? It's the red, 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 red rose. Yeah. You know, no, 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 no. The music in um, in Scream. Yeah. When you hear the chime of the music and it comes in. <clears throat> Not for the life of remember who he is, but yeah, um, I've got I've got I've got a lot of those soundtracks in a box set, mm. the screen one. But of course, let's remember as well, David Arquette is also in the quarry, who was yeah. that, who was a referring to, so he plays Dewey. Yeah, uh, right, the movies, yeah. yeah. And then if you watch the comedy version. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I actually I put the comedy one that I put screen, uh, sorry, uh, scary movie on straight mm. after. I was just laughing my head off at it. Mm. It's just so so funny, <laughs> especially when you know it's like he stabs at the beginning of Carmen Electra and he comes up as like uh, a silicone implant in his knife. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, they're they're a great film. I love them. There's, I mean, they were bringing them out in 4K, aren't they? Um, yeah. They were doing them drips and drabs or a box set, but I think I'd rather get them, probably get them individually or something. Yeah, probably. I will do that, to be honest, because, uh, like I said, I absolutely love the movies. I think, is it Scream 2, where you got the guy who's on about, he's, uh, he goes more into about the sequels, doesn't he? Because it's just Scream yes. 2 sequels. Yeah, Scream but then he, he comes back in a video on Scream 3. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was one of my favourite characters from that point. Um, Trying to remember the, the the song. I think it's called Red Red Rose. I can't remember now. But anyway, by the vibe. But yeah, they're great films. And uh, much as they come a bit more comical as they go on, they're you know they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean the the third one it was uh, much more comical in terms of its, uh, you know the its portrayal. You mm. know, it's, it's like almost almost to a parody uh, of itself. Um, but you know, say like it, it's still such a good movie, yeah, um, yeah, totally, totally enjoyable. So, definitely mm. worth a watch, absolutely. So, Courtney Cox as well, Nev Campbell is the um screen cream for these ones, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love it, yeah, good films. Yeah. I remember what I've been watching now. You know, you you know, so I can't remember what I watch. Did I talk about Megan? No, this is that one about the robot, isn't it? Well, I've watched two robot movies. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it yet, Megan, um, a robotic engineer at a toy company, builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own at her home. Yeah, it gets very possessive. Yeah, and with some very mysterious deaths of children and, and have you. Um, I really liked it. It had a little, remind, it reminded me of Chucky in a way. I know it's not the same, but it, it had it, that element. I, I completely get where you're coming from with that, because uh, that's exactly what I thought as well. Yeah. So it's this is very Chucky-ish. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I'd seen that film. So that was directed, was it written by James Wan? Um, so yeah, so good quality behind that. 
the mate, the, the, the doll lifelike, that was incredible how they put all that together and how she looked, even though it was a real child playing it. Um, and the other movie I'd watched, I think it was on Netflix, it's called Tim. Have you seen that one? No. So um, this woman goes to a, a new company. Um, she's a prosthetics engineer. And she moves in, they give her a new home and everything else. And they got this artificial intelligence called Tim. And they say, well, you've got to have one. You're working, you have to have one at home. And uh, she's trying to put her life back together with her husband. Oh, yes, I have. I have, yeah. I've seen yeah. that as well, yeah. And that was really good. Um, I didn't like the way it ended. Because I felt the husband had a better... Should have got a better raw deal out of that one, mm. if you remember. Um, and that again, Tim got possessive over over the, the the woman of the household. Yes. And started doing some weird things and dropping. You know, he was being he he. I think he'd actually fallen in love with her to a certain degree, although he was an artificial intelligence. Um, and the guy that played him was brilliant. He was yeah. like a butler in his own way, but he was really <laughs> creepy. You know, you know, should I, you know, should I tell you your 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 program for this today? You know, he was like, he's like a real life version of um, of AI that we have now with Alexa. Yes. You know what I mean? So a yeah. walking, talking Alexa. Yeah. It was literally that. Should I run the bath for you? You know, I'll make the dinner for you. And the husband was like redundant. Yeah. Um. That was on Netflix, if I remember rightly. Tim is. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. So two good spin on the AI intelligence. Um, my third film, then. <laughs> this is on Netflix as well. It's called Super Intelligence. And when an, when a um, an all powerful super intelligence chooses to study the average Carol Peters. The fate of the world hangs in a balance as the AI decides to enslave or destroy humanity, and it's up to Carol to prove that they're worth saving. And um, I'm not sure she's been in a few movies. She's a very sort of comedy actress, but the AI intelligence had a voice. The voice was James Corden. So I doubt you'll ever actually get to watch this movie. No, I will definitely not watch that. <coughs> watch the that... watch the trailer though for it um it, it's all right it's not it's not a if it's, it's got just, james Corden on a driver lying a bath of rats and i have a phobia about rats <laughs> so he plays his art he's the voice of the artificial intelligence in this in this film um but again that felt this felt like another way of pitching war games mm. to a certain degree even he, he does actually mention war game war games during the movie with all the um, the uh, you know noughts and crosses on the screen, yeah, and he starts driving her around in a in a in an electric car. She, you know she doesn't touch the steering wheel, and he's driving it everywhere. It was the intelligence, um, but yeah, it was all right. It, it's not going to win any Oscars or anything, but if you want something to put your brain in the in the bin, it's worth a watch from that point of view. If you're not a James Corden fan, then you might want to not want to hear his irritating voice, Aiden. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Um, other than that, I think I com we completed the latest season of um, 
I've forgotten now what it's got for my face. Which he's getting to me. Um, young Sheldon. All right, okay, yeah. So we completed the latest season of that. He is grown up now. You will not believe how tall he's getting. And even his sister, Missy, as well. Um, yeah, it was a really good season with that. Really enjoyed it. Kept It's left on a cliffhanger to a certain degree because Sheldon's, Sheldon is now in Germany with his mum while the dad is looking after his, his daughter and, and everything else has gone on there. And it was a bit sad at the end what happened, which I won't mention. There was a disaster. Um, but yeah, really, and they've, they've picked up for another season. So oh, that's good. It's a good show. It, I think we're on season six or seven now, I think. And this is all on Sky, the whole, you could just binge watch it all, you know. Mm. So, yeah. Good stuff. Okay, uh, well, we're almost at the end, aren't we? So we'll go on to our listener questions. John, what's happening to us? All right, so listener questions, and Mark has, halfway through the recording, <laughs> sent us in two yeah. questions. So that's kind of fine. Yeah. So nice. thank you, Mark, for sending those in. So he's uh, said, how much do you want to know about big game releases in the build-up to its launch? I think it depends what type of game it is. If it's an RPG, you stay away from the story. If it's a, a racing game, for example, like Forza, you're there looking at you know, how, how, how the game's going to be looking, What's involved with it? How any different it is from the last game? <clears throat> so yeah, that's how I, I view it, really. To be fair, what about yeah. yourself? I again, I think like with you, I am uh, very much sort of. It depends upon what game it is, uh, mm. because um, some games I want to know every detail about. So you know, say. Assassin's Creed game sort of thing. Mm. I, uh, no, I, you, you, know, don't hear, you don't mind having hearing about how it's made and how they put it together, but you yeah. don't want to, or you don't want you don't want to know the story. That's what you don't want to hear about. Same yeah. Starfield and and other games like that. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but then you know it's like I'm just thinking about when I had the conversation without the bit. Uh, you know when I did the uh, interview video a couple of. You know, about a month ago, mm. uh, for the Xbox release of um, of the uh, game Full Void, and that was a game that you know I'd ordered on um, the Evercade, you know, because you know I thought that would be really cool to play on there because it it feels like it's very retroy sort of sort of game, and it was like really interesting hearing about how they made that game. Um, and I think I had completed the game at that point, but it wouldn't have bothered me. Do you know what I mean about knowing uh, more about the game at that point? Mm. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it entirely, entirely depends. Um, so yeah, do you want to do his uh, next question? Yeah, so he's saying, what's in your running for Game of the Year? 
Uh, that is a good question. We're not quite there yet, I don't think. Um, I mean, there's a couple more games to come out. Big ones, probably. <clears throat> yes. Yes, there are. Does that include DLC? <laughs> uh, well, DLC is not the game of the year. The, the whole game is the game of the year, isn't it? So that would mm. include DLC. Yeah. Uh, I mean, God of War, I mean, Ragnarok. Not for you. This year, that's not this year, is it? Ragnarok. Oh, OK. Uh, that was a good game. But then again, um, Spider-Man 2 might pick it for you. I think Spider-Man 2 probably will. Mm. Uh, although, and I believe it was actually released this year as opposed to, uh, although not obviously on PlayStation, um, but I picked up, uh, oh no, it was last year, uh, Final Fantasy uh, 7 uh, Integrated. Uh, which is like, you know, the Final Fantasy, but on PC. Mm. And I've started playing that, and my God, that game looks absolutely beautiful. Mm. I mean, absolutely amazing. The interesting thing was, though, it's the first time I've ever played a game where putting it on an SSD has <clears> mattered uh, on the PC, because most of the time, you, you know, you don't see the stuttering and stuff like that. Mm. But playing that game... On off the, my four terabyte hard drive, I was getting stutterings through the animations, where and so you could tell when it was loading stuff in. Um, whereas I copied it over to the NVMe that drive, did a bit of swapping around, and it was as smooth as butter after that. Mm. So yeah, interesting. Um, but I, I don't know. I I really don't know yet in terms of what might be uh, the game of the year uh, for me. I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's going to be Assassin's Creed. Um, not because it's a bad game. I love the game. I just don't... It, if, it had, if it had been Odyssey being released, that would still be the game of the year for me because it was an amazing game, was that? Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I, while I like it, I think that there are other better games that are out there. Um, yeah, so... I mean, Starfield is in the running for me. I'd, yeah, I'd have figured that. Diablo, I'm not too sure about how that game progresses. Um, See, Di Diablo's a bit dark and dingy for being Game of the Year. Mm. But we do have um, Alan Wake 2 coming out. I'm not, not sure how that's going there. What about Forza? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Such a good-looking game. It really does. It plays like a dream. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was thinking. I thought that you might have thought Forza. I don't know yet. I just say it, I can't because it's, it's two different genres of games, isn't it? You see, where I love playing yeah. role playing games. Like, ask, I, I think ask us in a couple of months, <laughs> we'll tell you because we're yeah, we're it's going to be it's going to be tight. I know that it's going to be literally one in one hand, one in the other. Yeah, <clears throat> and then Cyberpunk as a whole as well, but. If we just go into the next question, because that's going to be for you anyway. OK. So Paul Wilson has asked, after playing Assassin's Creed Mirage over the weekend, uh, he's really enjoyed the smaller map and the tighter storyline. 
do you think that huge sprawling RPGs with lots of empty areas are starting to feel like a bit of an outdated concept? I think developers bragging rights about the size of their play area and huge amounts of hours to complete a game needs to be scaled back to a game offering uh, quality and top quality is a rare event in gaming. Yes, totally agree. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla I think if it had a tighter story and you know more focused in terms of the map and the progression and mm. improved the RPG elements of it so you didn't have that never-ending skill tree um, and you could see what skills were available I think that that would have been a far better game far better I think it would have enjoyed it even mm. though I did think that England looked mucky and dingy um which i didn't like the way that you know because we've got beautiful countryside but i just don't think it was reflected in the game very well no um but in terms of most games when they've got large maps are way too big and way too empty i mean it's like you look at you know even though it's one of my favorite games of all time we've got to really say that assassin's creed odyssey mm. has vast areas of nothingness because it's the sea <clears throat> and there's nothing there no um whereas you look at you know other games and they're a lot you know a lot tighter in terms of their areas well, it depends again if, well that's the, the unfortunate problem is you're going to get fallout 4 for example the map was quite good but you're going through the wasteland and everything else but you had you had like different civilizations, you had different areas which was built up or not so built up because of the type of game it was. The same with the map for, for that with the sea. <clears throat> also probably helps you to understand that Starfield had the same thing because you've got hundreds of planets there. But some aren't going to be so populated as others or they're just little outstations. So. Yeah, well, when you look at like No Man's Sky with 14 quadrillion planets. Yeah. So ridiculous, you know. But the entire human race in a hundred years could not visit all of those planets. No, but because of sort of maps they are, and then you've got, well, with Cyberpunk for example, you have got a standard map there it is, that area, and that is a really good map, you know. Yeah. They've added to it. There's plenty of places you can visit. Um, obviously there's places you can't, but it's part of the high streets of all the different you're looking at but yeah that's think, how they work you know i think the thing is is that maps have to have empty areas because you can't have something going on all of the time because it would just as you as a player give you sensory overload and you wouldn't be able to cope with it uh, so i think that areas where you know like you can just go and have a bit of a mooch around as you do in assassin's creed and stuff like mm -hmm. that they need some empty areas but i think that maybe where Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 did it better uh, than maybe Odyssey even um, is the fact that they had the thing of once you got to the edge of the map, you walked to the next condensed area. Mm. So while there was Spartan areas <clears throat> in that area, you know, you were never too far no. away from but people. Then, then whereas... You've got a game like Red Dead Redemption, yeah, where you had forests, for example, with bears and 
wildlife in which you were part of the game. Yeah. But that's the same again. You could the type of map it is, you're going to get this sort of sporadic areas that are yeah. busy and towns, and then you're going to get deserts, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah, it's real life. I mean, even where I live, you know, say, you know, between villages, you've got a couple of miles at least. We've got the new forest around the corner. Yeah. You know, and then you go to Cornwall, you've got half of that. You've got this, like, dense wasteland, <laughs> you know, down the moors. Yeah. So, you know, Nottingham Forest, you know, if you're uh, a Midlander coming from Derbyshire or somewhere like that. Football. <laughs> you've got Notts Forest there, you've got Notts County there. They're across the river at each other, aren't they? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's, it's natural to have areas of sparseness and there's nothing the matter with that. Mm. But there needs to be not too big and maps shouldn't be too big where, like, it would take you literally hours and hours and hours to get across the map because if, if you ran from one side of the Assassin's Creed back to the other, it'd probably take you a few hours. That's why I still like, I know the way fast travel works in Starfield. Yeah. Because you are fast travelling at the end of the day, you know you're in a well, I mean, even Assassin's Creed had, you know, Odyssey had uh, fast travel. Mm. And they improved that more by making the harbours fast travel points as well because mm. before you used to have to unlock you know the fast travel points yeah and the same in in cyberpunk you've got these um yellow booths which are blue with an icon on them and you can go from one one of those to another one and you can travel across but yeah the fun of actually getting my motorbike out and now i can actually use a weapon at the same time on my bike you know hey, I'm, I'm, i'd rather drive from a to b to be fair yeah so, so moving on then so Jason Toon has said about is Cyberpunk 2077 is it the greatest redemption story in gaming industry? You had the anime, the new DLC 2.0 update, which is now 2.01, gives it new breath of life into once what was a troubled, as he says, a troubled corpse of a game. Now, I didn't have, again, maybe I'm lucky, I didn't have that too many problems with the game. There's a couple of issues with the, the screen size fitting in the actual what I'm viewing. Yeah. But to be fair, with what I, I was lucky, I could play that first run I did, no problem, and loved it. I really enjoyed it. And the end of the game, where you go at the point of passing their return, was a good storyline. And how that finished is interesting, I must admit. And it may well be a redemption story to a certain degree because obviously it wasn't what was it wasn't what was on the team was it when it came out no and um i think what they have done to the game it's a damn good game now it's really you know it's i know some people might think they won't want to touch it because of how they feel about it but i would say give it a try if you still got it and never got it out give it a go just don't worry about the actual, you know, the expansion at the moment. Just start again from scratch. Yeah. And enjoy that. what that 2.0 update can do to the game. It's fantastic. Really is, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, there you go. You might be surprised at my thoughts here. Or maybe not. Cool. I'm going to say one of my greatest redemption stories in terms of games 
um, is Skyrim. Because if you cast your back, mind back to the PS3 and Xbox 360 era, you literally had upside down backward flying dragons and stuff like that in the game. And it was a bugged mess. That was back in the days when everybody said, oh, it's charming because it's Bethesda, as opposed to getting really paid off with them and saying, I'm going to stop buying the games if they keep <clears throat> delivering this rubbish, which it should have been. But they did actually, what they did to that game over the years and when it became another edition. Yeah. And that's why I say that is a big redemption story because that could have killed them. Mm. Um, and it didn't. You know, they, they, they pulled I it mean, around. I mean, Fallout 3 wasn't so bad. There may have been issues, as you say. Yeah, but it's only, they were, although I suffered from them badly, only slight in comparison to the multitude of issues that people were reporting with Skyrim, which everybody's forgotten about now, but... Mm. Everybody was complaining about Skyrim, about you know issues, but nobody got annoyed with Bethesda back in those days about bugs. No, I didn't. Say. You know, it was it was always oh, it's Bethesda and it's a feature. Yeah, no, it's a because they had your beta test in the game, or could have been even argued alpha test in the game. Um, but I think that that's a big redemption story. But I've got two others. First off, how about Sony? Full stop. Because Sony got hacked. Everybody's details got released, blah, blah, blah. Lots of people lost money. Mm. Um, and then Sony brought out PlayStation Plus. They gave you a free few games and they gave you it for, you know, a little while. And then they made PlayStation Plus out of it and have had turned that into a cash generator. But they, I don't know about saying it's a redemption story because then they ended up costing a fortune for it, a lot more money. Um, yeah, but, it, but, but people don't think badly of Sony because of it. But, you know, all of the free games and that, all of the, you know, what Xbox do, what PlayStation do now mm. in terms of those monthly free games, they all arose because of the hack that Sony had. Mm. And people seem to have completely forgot that. Would you think, what do you think about, all right, another one then, what about Fallout 76? That's now turned out apparently to not a bad game. Yeah. You know, you know when my fingers were burnt with that one, I've never really gone back to it. No. And there's now so many updates to it. Yeah, there's a new update just come out as well, isn't there? Or an expansion yeah. for it. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you could quite equally, you know, say Fallout 76, 86. Uh, but another game that you could say as well is another Sony one, or at least it was exclusively Sony originally, No Man's Sky. Yeah, that game has really mm. turned itself around, more so than Skyrim, because that was... But that went from being, this is going to be the greatest game ever, to Sony throwing them under the bus and being universally panned by almost everybody who played it. Mm. I think I was originally one of the very few people I know of who platinumed it or in its original form. Mm. Um, but so since so then, I mean, it's games, loads of updates. Is, yeah, I mean, those that play it now, it's loads to do and whatnot. Yeah. But this one game that didn't have a redemption on it, I don't think really, was... Mass Effect 3, was it? The um, Sorry, the last one that came out? Uh, Andromeda, not yeah. Mass Effect 3, because yeah. um, Mass Effect 3 did 
have a kind of redemption. That, that, was, that was okay, but the Andromeda was a ball ache of a disaster. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did try and improve it, but it just it never really mm. worked. And then the modern community sort of sorted that out to a certain degree. But if you remember a little while ago, I did some videos about the different versions, mm. you know, modded and unmodded, modded. Uh, but they weren't great. You know, it wasn't, they, 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 it was a step back. Mm. Considering and it was next gen, it was actually a step yeah. back in terms of and animation. If, if you think about Assassin's Creed, didn't Unity have a bit of grief? Oh, Unity was, was my other uh, example of that. And if because you play that remember game... Remember with, with the eyeballs and some of the characters? and it was Yeah, the, the mouth and that, because of the, the face would disappear. Yeah. And if, if anybody wants to see what Unity looks like now, go and have a look at our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe when you're there. And on there, you'll be able to see, you know, that game. And it looks beautiful. And mm. it looks like a game released today not a game released eight years ago nine years ago something mm. like that you know it looks like a brand new game that's a modern gen platform <clears throat> game basically mm. it looks absolutely stunning i'm a great fan of it and arno who's the lead character was a model of Ezio basically he was the same sort of like charming roguey kind of character mm. uh you know with this very similar sort of outlook to uh, Ezio and it's a shame that he didn't get the recognition in his character that you know I think that character deserved because I really enjoyed Unity once I started playing it I didn't play I, I started playing it and was put off by people saying about how buggy it was it I never actually experienced any of the bugs, to be fair, mm -hmm. uh, but it just put me off. And then I went back to it after a while because I got that game with my Xbox. You know, it was part of the deal mm. uh, that I got my Xbox One. Um, and I went back to it and I absolutely loved that game. Absolutely love it. It's brilliant. So it's one of the one of the better Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. So definitely cool. keep an eye on that. <clears throat> Anyway, I think we've come to the end, haven't we? Mm -hmm. For another show. Um, so, Steve, do you want to give your contact details? So, Twitter or X, if you call it that, at Steve07. Um, PSN, the real Steve07, because my other account is on hold, so I had to re rename it and put a new one in. Uh, Instagram, the Vinyl Cues, YouTube, the Vinyl Cues, and Xbox is Steve07. And yourself. Uh, so for me, I'm H-E-R-J-U-K on everything. But uh, So that's PSN, Xbox Live, and Steam. But you can get me on Pop Culture Gamers on Epic. Don't forget, we have our YouTube channel, Pop Culture, sorry, youtube.com forward slash Pop Culture Gamers. There is our Twitter account, Pop Culture Gamer, or X account, whichever way you want. Uh, we have a Facebook group, we have a Facebook page, and you can also email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. And don't forget, you can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and whatever other podcasted service that you choose to use. But we have the podcast, and we also have the vodcast version. So if you're listening on headphones, but not watching us, then get over to YouTube and see some of the footage of games that you've missed from today's episode. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>
Absolutely. <laughs> like and subscribe. It is All right. Indeed. It is indeed. All right. So that's it for another week. So thanks, Dave, for joining us again. And it's a good night from me. And a good night from him. Good night. Good night. Good night.